everybody. This is Carrick with ACG, and I'm here with Johnny, Reg, and Sideways Silver. Not 100% <laughs> sure why he went sideways right when I jumped into this. And our new guest host, not anymore though, full host, Abzi. You guys know him, probably seen him on the podcast about 800 million times. I don't think it was too much of a surprise when I say that, like, we're getting a new guest, most or a new host. Most people are like, it's probably going to be. Dude, I don't know how a lot of the people in Discord caught it. Like, mm -hmm. they they made bets. They were like, "Yeah, I bet it's Absy." And I was like, "What the fuck? Who leaked it?" Yeah, it's you know? it, it it's not it's not uh, too much of a guess because we only have certain people that we can stand for long periods of time. We can barely stand each True. other, so we have to like look. <laughs> Silver's just popping in and out. I love that Silver's like, "Hey, man, I'm gonna go with telephone or the cell phone. We're gonna get it working." Yeah. Hasn't worked at all. And then Miracle of Sound, Gavin. Well, it worked up until like two minutes ago. So, Gavin yeah. is back. <laughs> Gavin's been on the podcast one, two, two times or one. Is this the second time? Uh, second time. This might be the third, maybe. I, I thought it know. was the third. Yeah, for some reason. Yeah, it might be the third. But with so many games talking about music and all of that crazy shit, we decided let's jump in here. Let's get everybody together. Let's talk about gaming music. We're going to talk about uh dying light we're going to talk about elden ring we're going to talk about awesome game music we've loved i do want to say thank you to everybody who shows support for the channel in any way you do um it's definitely been awesome especially these last couple weeks we've had a ton of people jumping in a ton of people doing super chats a ton of people just joining the discord which is now the discord used to always have i, I called it the pacific and east coast quietness where yeah. in the later afternoon other than me just going like hey everybody it was pretty quiet and now i'll log in it'll be like you've missed 1000 messages and i'm not saying they're substance messages i'm not saying they're good i'm just saying people are talking but i love that everybody's jumped into the patrons really helped out the channel also if you get a chance check out the merch we just sold 2000 shirts total as of i think the day before yesterday no 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 that was like 3 or 4 days ago where we sold 2000 shirts total so that's absolutely awesome uh, to see that kind of thing but without further ado silver are you coming back silver is gone hey here we go technical issues we'll begin with uh what we've been playing which probably are a couple games that have you know technical issues but we'll just sure. start with reg what games have you been well, playing reg that's that's a very short list lost art and what <laughs> i mean i i've put in about seven hours every day since release Wow. Which, by the way, is aside from regular full-time work as well. So my sleep <laughs> schedule has been suffering somewhat. <laughs> I'm definitely a bit sleep-deprived currently, uh, but I'm loving the game. It's uh, like a Diablo game and the MMOs smooshed together. Uh, and it, it just it worked. Apart from massive server queues, the servers are, were very stable. Uh, worked perfectly fine. It uh, was... As launches go, a very smooth one, even if it was so far only the paid-for launch, so not the proper free-to-play launch, which was supposed to be today, and the servers are delayed. So there we go. Trouble's already starting with the free-to-play launch. And quickly, um, because just so everybody knows, not because of Absy, but ourselves, some complaints I've got, we are doing sort of a soft timer for how long we talk about games, like... How long we've played because sometimes yeah, i tend to talk a lot you know? well and if a game's got problems it can spool into something and people are like dude seriously let's talk about the news um but i do want to bring up with this game in particular reg 1.5 million people bought it early access did you see that yeah five five hundred thousand concurrent so the 1.5 million seemed a bit low to me 
because that would mean that a third of them were always online during the peak times. Dude, it's nuts. And people, I just don't, I, I want to explain this. It's Diablo online done right. Like that's the only way I can describe that game. I was, I, I was so upset when the servers went down because I was watching people play and enjoying watching. Like we were in the discord and Reg was streaming it and it was a blast to watch. Like it, everything about that game. Oh, the gameplay is so good. It, yeah. it, it just, I mean, Todd Howard, it just works though. That game is, if you like those kind of games, because as Abzi said, it's not for him viewpoint and how the quests work. But when you watch somebody play that, there's something about that the Path of Exile doesn't hit. I don't know how to describe it. It's, it well, just, it has the oh. satisfying sound effects when you have impact, when you hit the enemies. It has has all the it right visual good. effects and cues. It feels good. It looks good. Yeah, they know their shit. Johnny, what about you? So I've been playing Dying Light too. A little bit of League of Legends here and there, and uh, tried to, you know, get into Lost Ark today. But as Reg said, they're they got that delayed. But I will jump into it. It looks very interesting. You've been enjoying Lost or uh, Dying Light? Yes. Uh, a, a a little upset with how many people have lost their saves, right? With the corruption problem in like all platforms and continually. Um, Hopefully they will add different save slots so that people can, you know, have a workaround. Right. But the game itself, uh, that's a, very that's polished. Trend, that's a trend in modern games I really don't like is the inability to have multiple multiple save files yeah. and yep. the yeah. the pure the pure arrogance of letting the game do it for you on one save file is just the gall. <laughs> Right, yeah. Gav? They're like, our game is perfect. We're not going to run into issues. And if your game is perfect, I still would have issues with it. I mean, it just, it's, I mean, yeah. even let us switch careers yeah. or let us copy careers or, now there are ways you can get around this. Um, you can use Game Save, game save Manager and have it mm -hmm. yeah. move your game saves over. If maybe you're making a big choice and you're like, hey, let's let's grab game, a game save, save it. But overall, yeah, it sucks. Um, Anything else, Johnny? No, but but just just to say, very polished and really enjoyable traversal in that game. So very positive impressions for awesome. me awesome. thus far. We'll go with our guest, Gavin. What have you been playing? Um, well, as I said before the podcast, <laughs> yeah. it's very very unfortunate timing that I came on this week because uh, everything I'm playing, I'm not even allowed to say what it is, let alone <laughs> let alone what it's like okay break it down what do you think of elden ring <laughs> give it give your review I'm just <laughs> okay 11, Have, what were you playing 11. prior to all this um i've been really boring i haven't been keeping up with any um new games really at all in the last year or two um i played uh, like i played a lot of new games last year but i didn't finish many um, I can't remember what I actually picked as my game of the year last year. <laughs> what oh, the wow. hell did I pick? Really? Yeah. It just wasn't. Oh, it was Psychonauts 2. That was the one I liked the most last year. Yeah, the game yeah. was sweet. What about you, Abzi? I've been playing so Dying Light 2 with a friend, co-op. By the way, all the bugs I've gotten is strictly co-op bugs. I haven't gotten like, but yeah, Dying Light 2, uh, Monster Hunter Rise. I've been playing so much. Uh, I'm addicted to that fucking game. Uh, Sifu here and there, and you know some roguelites like Warm Snow. It's on Steam. Mm -hmm. It's a really cool game. You play as like a samurai dude, and yeah, it's pretty fun. And you know, Vampire Survivors when I'm like just like watching something, you know, just like a like an idle game. Um, have you? What do you think? What are you thinking of Dying Light? 
Uh, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy it. So um, the gameplay, I think, is the main pull for me. It's mm-hmm. like getting from point A to point B and killing yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. Like, that's like my favorite stuff in the game. Uh, side quests have been really good. And of course, I've been hit or miss. Some side quests are just like whatever. Some are actually pretty pretty interesting. Like some side quests I'm, I'm enjoying more than like the main quest. Mm-hmm. Um, the choices so far. So I started like two saves, you know. Um, one one is like co-op and one is just a solo save and I've like changed my choices in the beginning and there's some really big ones and it really like that whole intro like first zone was vastly different because because of my choices so that was cool to see um, the dialogue is kind of hit or miss but you know I'm used to like old RPGs with like like outrageous stuff you know what I mean so or just one word and the rest of the and the rest is just text. Yeah, it's like it's like you do a side quest and and he, this guy is like so abrasive and he wants to kill a dude or whatever. Like he wants to kill his girlfriend's uh, brother or something. And then you let him know that he's a dad or some shit. And then he's like, oh, my God, I'm a dad. No, I'm not going to kill my uncle. Like he just like does like a complete, yeah, 180. complete 180. And um, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's it's pretty funny. Sometimes I don't know if it's like humor or just bad writing, but I, I take it as humor. So pretty good um john miller five dollar super chat just says cheers thank you very much john i appreciate it thank you for the super chat that helps the channel especially as we've moved away from twitch so yeah so i can talk about dying light so we're, we're going to talk a little bit um abzi's section that he's doing we all have a section johnny and i haven't worked out if he wants to do one but we're we're all open to having our own section abzi's going to talk from now on each week about updates for games coming out, whether that be DLC, whether it be just fixes and patches. And one of the reasons why that popped up, and it popped up pretty much as one of the major things to talk about is just because so many people are wondering about, is the game patched yet? Or what's the DLC like for this game and that kind of stuff. And we don't cover those as much because it's difficult for, you know, a lot of us are moving from game to game. So you'll see him cover that. But I do want to talk about Dying Light for a second. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll say what I've been playing and then we'll just move into the dying light discussion. So I've been playing. You guys, I did. I was able to tweet. I am doing Horizon Zero Dawn, um, but I can't talk about that. I will say dying lights patches have vastly improved my thought process on it. I'll probably change that review to a buy once we can figure out what's going on with co-op. The co-op thing. I'm still stunned anybody reviewed that game because the entire mode was fucked. Like it wasn't yeah. even available to play. So I ju- I feel really comfortable by saying you know, that the game was not a, was not something you should purchase because it was also hard to tell if it was just co-op bugs. I've got some bugs non-co-op, though. Um, falling through the floor a couple times on one particular quest for an old lady who wants you to um, to lockpick a safe uh, on a, like, third or fourth story. You lockpick at the moment you do. The game either crashes or was dropping me through the floor. I believe that patch is being put in. Um, I saw some people comparing Dying Light 1 to 2, the parkour, and then they also compared Dying Light 2 e3 to dying light to what we got and that was an interesting discussion because i'm of the belief that whenever you see something for a game it doesn't necessarily mean that's what you're gonna get but they they should be honest with hey here's what you know here's what we can do i almost say fuck up the graphics a little bit because everybody the moment we see a game that doesn't perfectly meet our standards we all lose our mind so i got to see that but i will say those patches dramatically improved it um, it's interesting with Dying Light 2 because I am glad they put a lot of anti-motion sickness stuff into the game. And 
some you can adjust like auto grab and a couple other things some you can't like head bob i had even mistaken the auto land on mattresses as the head bob because i've never heard what are the mattresses called aromatizers or there there's some weird name for the mattresses you can yeah. land on like it's the it's the oddest thing so i my the, brain the gar, like the garbage bags yeah, yeah my yeah. brain just read that as the head bob so i, I had to correct like that in the review I flat out will. I flat out will not play a game if it doesn't give me the option to turn off head bob. Yeah, I, it's I, like I, that's it. It's absolute deal breaker for me. Yeah. The old stalker games the were notorious for them. Do you want to hear I, some of my? Sorry, I, no, go ahead. I was just gonna say, do you want to hear some of my um, co-op bugs that I've been getting and dying light? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, they're very weird. Um, one of them was, you know how, so if you choose, you, you make choices, right? And you can side with factions mm -hmm. and depending on what faction you side with, you get like their abilities and stuff. Um, so we decided to side with a certain faction and for some reason, a buddy, my buddy that I'm playing with can see all the stuff that you get from the other faction and can use them, but I can't, which is really, really odd. Uh, another one was that I had 24-7 day, daylight. And yeah, that yeah. I saw you posting I, about that. I, I think my save is borked. Uh, like it's 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 constantly 24. If I log in and it's nighttime, then it's 24-7 nighttime. So it's whatever. So, yeah. So huh. I try to log in in the day. Um, and um, that's pretty much it. Other than like some jankiness, like animations, you know, yeah. while my friend is like stealth killing someone, sometimes the zombies behind them. And yeah. And it's it looks weird. weird shit. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's no it, disconnects, though. No disconnects, nothing. Uh, Co-op, no disconnect. Okay, well, that's no cool. disconnect. Yeah, yeah, no disconnect. It wants to make sure you're connected so it can really fuck up your save game. It's like, mm -hmm. right. Most Just... important thing, make sure Abzi can't leave because we're going to screw this fucking save game. Basically. Up. But yeah, with that game, I mean, it does show that patches make a big difference. Their first patch was 900 fixes, um, small bug fixes and stuff like that. And then the patch today or yesterday... Uh, fix DLSS though DLSS was working for me it was a little shady looking um you would get this weird almost Ghosting? a mirage or a yeah and the, you could get rid of it I, though I saw it too yeah all you have to do is go out switch to FSR then go back in it's almost like it catches oh. a buffer when you switch and if you're staring at something that w then everything does and if you look away you can get it to go away right away um but they did that patch up and just playing that game I gotta say man that is one of the most fun. It's it's unfortunate it has bugs because it it is fun. It there is something about that game when you get I have the bounding skill. I don't know if you guys have got that one where you can basically just tap your L button so you're just like leaping almost like a superhero yeah. movie so you can like leap from car to car. And dude, leaping, running on a wall, coming off the wall and smashing somebody, it just it's so good. It works so well in and, those points. And it, it it's really helped by the level design. Yeah, the, the really, location itself, I loved. I like as I mean, the, a the way the, the way it flows together for 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 like navigating your parkour feels natural for the most part. Um, up until actually, you get like one of the factions can sort of enhance your parkour by putting like parkour elements into in the into the world. Bags. Yeah, and at that point, it starts it starts getting a little too like that. That's that feels too artificial for me. That Mario. takes me completely. That, yeah. that takes me, yeah. That takes me completely out, completely out of it. Where I prefer just sort of navigating the environment, sort of naturally, right. uh, running through it. I um, think the, and the game allows for that really, really well initially. I, am I right in recalling that the first game was very good in that way too? Yes, it was. It's been a, it's, it's been a long time since I played it, but I do remember 
the getting around the city was a lot of fun. In they, yeah, they've nailed that. Mm -hmm. They've nailed the getting around part. You know, that it's the bugs that you and I the do, problem with bugs, you get them or you don't. Like I, I mean, I do have one giant bugbear that that everyone has, I think, but because I don't see how you couldn't have it. And I'm not sure it's a bug so much as it is a design oversight. But for the PC port, uh the key Biden keyboard rebindings don't work. They do for me. They do like for me too. You, you you can rebind it. You like you can rebind the dump jump button, but it only works for jumping onto things. You cannot jump off a ledge. Yeah, like, I didn't once you've bug. grabbed onto it, you still have to press the space bar as the default jump key to jump off the ledge. I can't hit my new jump button to jump off the ledge once I'm holding onto it. Yeah, it's weird. If I remap the crouch button, I cannot slide and I cannot use it use the new crouch button to brace for a jump at the end of the jump. But you I can, can only crouch. use the Yes, Weird. I can only use I can only use the default crouch key uh, C to brace or slide. Um, and it's like that with a lot of the functions in the game. And there's also like a dozen functions like sprinting that you can't even remap in the first place. Uh, so I really hope that's something they address because that wasn't much of an issue in the first game. Um, did you get that does uh, seem to be do you play with gamepad then you don't sounds like you're doing keyboard. And I, mouse. I've, I've had to switch the gamepad because I can't use the keyboard and mouse without uh, rebind functionality. Yeah, I, I also would like a walk button and stuff. I, for some reason, games aren't doing that they, anymore. They yeah, did add that, by the way, in they the did patch. Add it. A walking nice. button. Nice. Good. Yeah. Yes. Good. Thank God. Okay. I love that. <laughs> um, I, what did you, I... Need that, you need that in pretty games, don't you? Don't you? Yes, yes. Yeah. you do. Yeah. No, you yeah. want to enjoy stuff. Or, or, or just like you know? walking with NPCs or like walking around I like swear in I, indoor I, areas. Every, every game is is about 10 hours longer for me than normal people because I spend so much time just slow me walking. <laughs> Sam, Sam. Yeah. Gavin, um, have you beat Dying Light 2? I haven't even looked at Dying Light 2. I wow. just, I've been so busy with other games that um, and, and with music that I haven't had a chance. I did actually get offered a, um, to do a song about Dying Light 2, but I just couldn't. I was just too busy with other stuff. But um, I will I will eventually play it because it looks really fun. What's everybody in chat playing, by the way? I forgot to ask. Looks like some people are playing CD Projekt Red, Cyberpunk, Dying Light 2 has the best movement still, in any video I, game I've I ever still, played. I still play Cyberpunk from time to time. I, <laughs> I uh, am one of those um, select, like, minority of people who really, really like that game. <laughs> Heretic. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I had so much fun playing that game. Like jumping around the buildings, exploring the city, all of that stuff is so much fun to me. Oh, I before we move on, the best thing in the world and 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 dying light is to get like that bottom right skill tree where it's like tic tac, yeah. wall running, and stringing your wall running with other wall runs, and it just makes it so fluid. It's really nice. Yeah, hopefully they patch it up. Um, I think with Dying Light too that you got the patch yesterday. This is a company that we know supported for five years. Their recent game. And their recent game sold nothing compared to this. I don't know if you guys have seen the sales, but it's ridiculous for this game. They have so many people playing that still concurrently. So that's exciting. We never want a game to not be... We never want a game to be that buggy, though, day one. And then even after a patch or two, still have the corruption, the single save. Nobody likes a single save. We've talked about it ad nauseum now. I don't think anybody likes single saves. So obviously there's a reason, whatever that reason is, whether it be QA or something, I don't know. But I don't think anybody in the world likes that. And then the next uh, super chat is Michael, $2 super chat. Sifu is God tier, not enough publicity. That's what I want to talk about right now. 
So who's who's all played Sifu? Just you and I? Reg, Johnny, no Sifu? No, not yet. Not yet. Oh, interesting. Okay. Oh, damn. What did you think of Sifu, Abzi? Um, dude, it's it's sick. It's amazing. I only did like the first three levels though. I think I'm in the third level, so I didn't really complete it. Because I've been trying to go back into the beginning levels and try to get into the second levels with like a younger age so I can start off as a younger age, yeah. right? So I, and I've been like perfecting like the parries and the dodge that you know, because the timing is really tight, you know. Um, but dude, oh my, it's really good. Like the combat flows, the music is amazing. The way the music is layered, depending mm -hmm. on where you are, like in that second level with the lighting changes, like you'd go down and you'd fight people, and then the music would change with the lighting, and uh, it's such a nice spectacle. Uh, while you're playing, you just feel really good. You feel the adrenaline really coursing through. Um, great game. I don't know how long it is, though. Like, I haven't, you know, I'm still on the third level. I don't well, know I how mean, many levels there are. How long it is, I think, is not a real length because anybody yeah. who plays a game has to die a, a number of times to not only get like powers and, and your age will go up, but also just because you won't know what's going on and the ability to die in that game is quite high finishers allow for you to gain health back and you can buy the yeah. add-on that stacks that's the first add-on i bought because i was like Same. okay um but i gotta tell you i don't know about you guys but with with like a dark souls game you can always go backwards well this game has no backwards nope. and that's what when i was reviewing and i was trying to tell people about this other layer of difficulty they have when you get older you get more power and you start really destroying people when you get older power wise but then your health goes down so yeah. it's, it's that, that curve and you can't yeah. go back. There's no bonfire. There's no nothing. You're just, well, you can, but then you would have to start everything over and yeah. you would, oh. you, you end up not really being able to carry where you are. It's, there's no short, there are some shortcuts, but not like, a, a as much as it kind of, it kind of has like roguelite elements, you know, you get your skills, but then you can unlock them permanently. If you, you know, spend a shit ton of XP on them. Um, but, uh, it's really cool because it makes me want to go back, repeat the level and try to not age as much so I can be, you know, good and but young for the next level. Does yeah. it do the roguelite thing where if you die, you start a new run from scratch, basically? If all your deaths, if, if all of your deaths, you've used them all, you can always go back and start at that level, but you start at your age. Okay. So it doesn't fully reset. No, the only way to fully 100% reset that game is to start a new career. Okay, that's interesting, yeah. So what a lot of people do is they play that first level, right? So that they can get the second level starting at a young age. Mm -hmm. The problem That's what with, I did. That's what I did. But the problem with that is this is one of those games where I love it, but the control is just loose enough that at times I was getting hit where I was like, mm-mm, mm -hmm. nah, 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 nah. And then there's dudes who just That's walk through your sweep. And the sweep is a great crowd control. The game's all about crowd control, really. Grabbing yeah. bottles. And you have to buy a power to even do some of that. But man, dude, if you sweep somebody and they they wash it, they're like, ha you're, you're almost always just wide open. And those fuckers take some serious advantage of you being wide open. 
Oh and, yeah. And then there's guys you create mini bosses basically. So if you take if you try to take them out too soon, there's some people where if you try to take them out and do your special, they'll bounce your special and be like, "Ha, I'm not." That's and then the craziest they get the, thing in the game. Yeah, they're super science. Random mobs, of, like any mob, can be an elite mob. It'll yeah. Just like fucking yeah. become. It's like what the fuck. Um. Yeah. And I they think... are ruthless <laughs> when they do. They're yeah. ruthless. It's like I almost want to yeah. just be like, I don't want to continue because this guy's gonna kick the shit out. The, the thing is with this game, like usually in games when you're fighting crowds. One dude would come and fight you and the other people would be watching and waiting for the other dude to die or something, yeah. right? But they just all, they don't give a fuck, dude. Yeah. They're they're all going on you. I think my biggest complaint, though, is just the camera at certain, you know, when you're close to the wall. And, um, you know, a lot of moves require, like, your, you know, you can't use a D-pad, but they require, like, the the joystick, right? You, like, you have yeah, to that doesn't feel twice. right. And sometimes, yeah, because you're fighting on an angle, you're not always fighting, like, yeah. directly mm. in front of you, right? And then that'll confuse your brain because it'll be like up, up, mm -hmm. down a button, and your brain's like, Relative I'm going to, I'm going diagonal lower right. So is it still yeah. up? Will it know, or is it diagonal right, sort of up and down? And your brain is just like, oh, oh. But one of the greatest <laughs> things about this game is not only is there dodges and parries, but there's dodge in place, which is awesome. So when so you don't yeah. have to escape somebody if you're fast with the analog stick and the dodge, you can juke. And it looks so good when you do it so right. So good. And you're like, yeah. it's just like a martial arts movie. You like pick up your foot during a sweep. You'll bounce two ways. Then you'll duck. Oh, and you're like, nice. Hey, dude. And you're right there. So instead of, I love to get distance. And I was dying because I was getting too much distance. And I didn't have distance right. attacks until later. But if you learn that and practice it in your at your wooden dummy in your dojo, it's that it's, that's it's the thing I've been practicing the most is like the the dodges while you're blocking. Yeah, I yeah. think that's like the best thing. Yeah, especially if they have like weapons and stuff because weapons hit weapons hit hard. Weapons hit. Yeah, really they're hard, ridiculous. So you, yeah. you better dodge that shit. Yeah, and yeah. if you if you miss them with a weapon or they're they super cyan at that point, it's like you just grab mm -hmm. anything on the ground and start smashing them because that's the best yeah. way to do it. Um. So anybody else? Anything on Sifu? I guess Reg, you did. You're not. You're not gonna play it, right? Because that one's a well. I'm not going to play much at all with Lost Ark now. Okay. Well, that too, yeah. Uh, Johnny, are you getting Sifu? Uh, yes, at some point. I did want to ask, like, the comparison being thrown around in a lot of places, like, it's a Sekiro roguelite. Yeah. How accurate is that? Because, like, Sekiro, re really, is does it really pull from that side of things? Yeah, because it's got two things that die, that, well, this is my opinion, Dark Souls usually I sort of know exactly what I need to balance. And it's usually just stamina and health. And in this yes. one, it's stamina, health, plus your own stature or structure. And then the enemies have that too. So there is that thing where it's like, sometimes you don't want to push attack because you can almost, I don't know if there's a sensing when they're going to wash off your finisher. I don't know. I never picked up on like, I don't know. I never this know. This guy will ignore my finisher. Yeah. So sometimes yeah. you're pull, you're like, I don't want to use a finisher because if I do, this guy is going to maybe... Just be like, screw that. And somebody in chat can mention if there's some way to track that. I couldn't. So I was just very careful watching. When I do my finisher and the animation gets a little bit too long, I panic. I'm yeah. Like, oh, so fuck. do I. He's going to. He's going to. Your gonna anxiety, ass, huh? the moment you swing and they're <laughs> like, Psh, you're like, oh, yeah, here we go. And, yeah. and by but the way, they do. They do shape off the death. The to me, if the game isn't communicating properly to you why your finishers aren't working, well, that would. And yeah, that yeah. would have, that would have me rage quit. <laughs> Right. Well, it. I mean, it's it's hard. Why it's like Returnal. It <laughs> you know, a lot of people compared it to Returnal in difficulty, and I would say that that's a really good. That's Oof. a really good. That's what, um, 
That's actually something that I always bring up in in the difficulty debates that go on is that um, games being difficult is is great and fine. But for me, when the game is not communicating to you properly why it's difficult, then that's bad game design. Yeah. And all all of the um, things that are coming out about Elden Ring in that it's much more it's much better at explaining its mechanics than the previous FromSoft games. Yeah. Um, it is awesome because I think that's going to get a lot of more people into the series because a lot of the time with Souls likes, it's not actually the difficulty that's the problem of the combat. It's that the game doesn't do a great job explaining to you what you're doing wrong. You know? I agree. I yeah. Agree. Or what the different stats even do often. Yeah. 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 I, oh, I firmly yeah. agree that in, in this place in particular, um, yeah. that should there should be an explanation at some point in the tutorial and stuff. And I didn't see it in Sekiro. I didn't realize until my second playthrough that the easiest way to do the most important counter in the game was to just completely let go of the analog sticks and just press B. I had been, Oh I had my been God. Wow. I had been messing up You're that a good player then. For, for the entire game. I couldn't do that counter properly. I couldn't <laughs> nail, I couldn't you know- quite nail it. You know, I, I know mean, exactly I what you're talking about. It's the Mercury yeah, counter. Yeah. When, when they do the, the thrust. Yeah. The oh, I thought that was just pushing forward. Push right? forward. Yeah. The, the tutorial tells you to push forward. And it, for me, that was throwing me off so much because you never really know when you're pushing forward towards the enemy. But if you just let go of the stick, just press B, the yep. Mercury never, never fails. And the game no joke became twice as easy <laughs> once i yeah that's awesome. that out. <laughs> because you would miss right gav like if you pressed slightly yeah. to the side it yeah. wouldn't do the counter so instead yeah. no direction yeah. and it works every time exactly and yeah. that it, it's such a game changer for Sekiro when you figure that one little mechanic out that the game doesn't tell you about because that game is i mean this <laughs> that was for me by far the hardest from yeah. game that i've ever played and i i really got angry with that game i would say sifu is not that <laughs> yeah. difficult i i do yeah. want to point that out sifu is not that difficult it's not as difficult as secure i don't think it because it's just less enemies there's no you know less you know, less bullshit less like bullshit. i remember in sekiro their animations <laughs> would like switch and they'd like kind of be like a homing missile to you yeah. And unless you like time your dodge p- perfectly, they're going to hit you no matter where you are. Right? The grabs. The grabs. Oh, the grabs. The Get out of here with that shit. Yeah. Oh. Those snake eyes, those snake eyes enemies dude, were the war. Dude, that game gave me game. such, I was by myself reviewing that. And you're not allowed to talk to anybody. And yeah. I was so mad at the, the giant. We talk about this all the time, so I'm not going to waste yeah, any yeah. time. But that giant would switch in place or he would jump kick and flip and go oh, the, the other way. Yes, oh, yeah, and yeah. that ogre would change directions in midair just to hit you, and I was just DMing the, the, the developers, yeah. going like, what the f- is happening? Um, I want to get the Super Chats out. The Big Poth Man, who's back again, 170, can't remember what that uh, currency signal is. Super Chat, Sifu is a timed exclusive, Slowcap has said. So I'm assuming timed coming out to the Xbox, what, three months maybe? Um, William Nosman, $10 Steam, Super Chat. possibly. Just filled my fourth bag from Manscraper. I'm glad you like the Manscraper ad, buddy. I'm glad you like it. I got a lot of complaints about the Manscraper ad, so I'm glad that you enjoy it. A lot of people are not happy with me in the Manscraper. Um, let's see. John Miller, $15 Super Chat. Cheers again. Thank you very much, John. The Ogre. People are all talking about the Ogre. Does Gavin have a Twitter? Gavin, what is your Twitter handle, please? Uh, yes, I do. It's at Miracle of Sound. There you go. So you can follow very him easy. on Twitter at any time. Uh, let's see. I think Noah was way harder 
combat, but that actually has extensive tutorials. Crazed Assassin says. That, I would agree is with that, that. Is that Neo someone means? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Neo Neo 2. What did I call uh, it? I, Noah. Every <laughs> time. Noah's last lost <laughs> Noah. Every Neo, time. Yes, Neo, continue, Gavin. Neo I apologize. I didn't even get past the first level of Neo 2. I was like, you know what? I've been playing Dark Souls 3. I've been playing Sekiro. That's enough hard games for now. Neo 2 <laughs> just was too much for me altogether. <laughs> gotcha. I was just going to ask, first... are, you, are you picking up Elden Ring at all? Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. He may or may not hypothetically be able to not discuss. I mean, yeah. with Elden Ring 2, they've made sure about the communication. They've talked about this. That's why I was going to ask Reg. I, well, Lost Ark is going to steal everything. Do you think you'll ever get um, Elden Ring and then maybe just use a trainer or, a, a, you know, I don't know if you use trainers. I never hear you talk about it. Oh, that. yeah. Yeah, I do. Oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> I like that no. easily. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. For, for sure. Not, not on those kinds of games. Also, because there's that whole kind of shadow ban thing going on with the, the Souls games. So I'm not touching any trainers there. Uh, oh, but apart from that, in, in other games, for sure. Like, if I can't do anything after 15 tries or whatever, I'm like, okay, it's either next game or trainer time, because otherwise I'm just quitting for good. Gotcha. I, I honestly didn't know about the shadow ban. So By the way, that's only if you play online, Reg. So you would be fine playing offline right. if you wanted to do that. I mean, online Souls, might be the Souls fun. games. Yeah, Souls games offline though are just they're not they're not as fun as an experience in my opinion. Like the messages and the right seeing exactly. how other people died. And I don't like the PvP at all, but I still play it online because I I just love the the feeling that all those other people are right. there. Super, so super that's a nice change with Elden Ring because you can turn off the invasions, but yes. still. Keep uh, the messages and things. Keep the messages, yeah. and you. Yeah. I, I believe you can only get invaded if you are doing co-op co-op with yeah, some, or, or at least there is a system like that, or you yeah. can turn that on or off. So I yeah. love that because yeah. I'm going to spend literally hundreds and hundreds of hours playing Elden Ring. So yeah. it's right. nice to know there won't be, you know, what Griefers. do they call those guys like the the Griefers. Twinks, isn't that it that they call it? The guys who level, <laughs> yes. who level up and get all the best gear. Or, or, there's oh. some way they do it to get totally overpowered. <laughs> I, yeah. when it comes to Elden Ring, or and Neo in particular. So Neo, I played prior to online being on, so you couldn't get help either. You in that yeah. game, and that was quite difficult. Not being able, I didn't even see souls on the ground until like the day prior to the reviews going live. I was just like, Jesus, this game. Um, I got to say, though, it does feel Elden Ring producer, director has stated very clearly that communication is important, making sure people understand what's going on. That is a complaint that I personally believe, whether you're in the get good crowd or not, yeah. the it doesn't mean there'll be a lack of experimentation. In fact, there's a great deal of Elden Ring experimentation because you might find a guy just like the Dark Souls games that will wipe you up the moment you try to attack them you should go around them that kind of stuff so there's still experimentation there but it sounds like they've made it quite clear that it's like we're going to make sure that people at least know what they can do and that's a big boon to elden ring because elden ring i personally feel is like them taking every single thing they've ever learned and then finally stating that it feels to me i could be wrong it feels to me like elden ring is finally the game i had been wanting them to make 
where all the I others I had to like first, like Sekiro. I love martial arts and all that. So I liked it. That game changed dramatically when you got the arts later on. Like it became so much easier right. when I got arts that fed into the way I wanted to play. Elden Ring looks like they're going to make it so that you sort of understand the ways that there are different ways to play. Because let's be honest, every game you get into normally, the guy in front of you normally is who you're supposed to attack. Normally. Dark Souls games, Surge, all those games, that's usually exactly the opposite of what you need to do. And so the idea of explaining a little bit of that gets people in because a lot of people be like, oh, just get good. Well, if this is somebody's first foray, if they're 17, too busy with school, they finally got their console, this will be their first game ever. So you yeah. can't tell them, like, unless you're an idiot, oh, go back and yeah, like, replay those. What's cool is that, like, I know a lot of people wanted, like, difficulty options and the and the Dark Souls and Demon Souls and stuff. Um, but what's cool here is technically there is a difficulty option, exactly. but it's just through gameplay, right? Through gameplay, yep. Yeah, That's which awesome. is really cool. Yeah. Also, with the nature of the open world in Elden Ring, people will be, it'll be easier and less tedious to go away and grind for a while. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Instead of in Dark Souls, where you're kind of running around the same area, killing the same 10 enemies over and over again, so you can have a chance against the boss. In Elden Ring, you can go away for 15 hours and come back, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, it's, I, I personally feel like it's going to be that thing where I go out and die a couple times by facing the wrong guy, and then I find a path, you know? This path works yeah. for me. These three guys I can kill remotely regularly, and then at yeah. that point, you go that way, and maybe then you get to the fourth guy, and you're like, whoa, this guy's hard, but the skills I just learned from three guys over here, now I might yeah. be able to take this guy that I did hit a couple times, but he smoked me, and so you go like three, and then over here one, and then back here to two. I like that yeah. because it feels like you're Pac-Manning the world. I love like that too. Yeah. So and it's so it's so rewarding then when you finally come back and kick the ass of the boss that that yes. demolished you in one hit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, and you have options oh, until sorry, you have options until you do, right? Like stealth, magic, maybe horse, horse. Right away. Just right away, little man. Like if you're getting your butt kicked and that we're all egotistical. We all see that first enemy and you're like Let's do it. Dude, and you too. And you're like, all right, that was a bad I don't choice. Know, <laughs> I don't know if you remember, they tell you like in a note, hey, you don't have to kill yeah. every enemy. That big guy and there's in the like a tough, yeah. big, yep. duped horse yep. guy. Yeah. I'm like, well, now I have to, don't I? Yeah, exactly. And, and you just want to hit him. Sometimes I just want to hit the guy once so I can see how much damage. Like that's important to me too. Right. When I swing a weapon to go, okay, how much damage? I'm dead already. It but how much yeah. damage did I do? And then you can sort of remember that, jot it down, go, right. dude, this is a 200 hit point sword. I hit him for 15 points. It's going to be a while. And then you're, you're like, like a wet noodle right now. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's great. Go ahead. It's very easy when you're very familiar with the mechanics of those games to become a little bit, um, I think a little bit arrogant maybe and a little bit ignorant of how much of a hurdle it was for you starting out as well. Yeah. I remember like... Um, I was complaining about something in Sekiro and someone said, you just need to learn how to play it. The boss literally tells you hesitation is defeat. You need to push. You need to. And I'm like, okay, first off, that's the final boss in the game who says that. It would be nice if someone <laughs> earlier in the game right, right. Had, had mentioned that. And that's not how tutorials work. Like, you know, it would, it would, again, going back to Sekiro, that game gets so much easier when you figure out it's a rhythm game. It's not a Dark Souls. It's a rhythm <laughs> yeah. game. Mm -hmm. you keep hitting 
over and over and over. You just don't stop. And then you wait for a certain sign, then you parry, then you McCary counter. It's literally a rhythm game. And once I figured that out, I stopped being ragey at that game. But the game doesn't do a fantastic job of, of explaining that, in my opinion. I think your opinion's backed up by even the even my hardcore friends who are really Dark Souls. They've got you know their thousand hours in Dark Souls. They're like, yeah, oh, dude, I'm, yeah. I'm the I'm the biggest FromSoft fanboy out there. You oh, know? are you? I adore. They're like my favorite developer of ever. You know, <laughs> that's cool. Especially it's cool because you still had issues with it, but you still like it. You know, that's one of the things that right now everybody's so polarized. You know, it's either this fucking sucks or this is the most amazing thing ever. This is a terrible game. And it's like, nah, not really. I've played yeah. terrible games. Those aren't terrible. The video game world doesn't always allow um, conversation that lets you appreciate appreciate games you don't like or see the flaws in the ones that you do like. Yeah. Yeah. Surge is another one. I just want to throw it out there as a game that when I learned to switch weapons, it changed yeah. the entire way I played and um, a lot of people don't like experimentation. They pick their weapon and they think they should be good at it because they were good at it in another game. It's like, nah, not not every game's going to be like that. You got to sort of switch it up. So, um, but Surge, moving on. Surge, oh, two. Surge 2 for me was almost the best non-FromSoft um, kind of Souls-like game. Yeah. yeah. Like for me, that game nailed the combat and movement so Agreed. well. It felt so good to play. But for me, it just atmosphere-wise and, and like, Part the main thing I love about FromSoft games is the environments and the atmosphere and the, the the lore, and for me the surge just didn't have that. It was like this really boring, bland, grey city that you can see in every other budget title. And I think if they took the mechanics from the surge and put it in into a really interesting universe, really interesting world, that you they'd have such a winner on their hands. Well, looks matter. We pretend it doesn't, but Elden Ring looks fan. It looks like Frank Franzetta. It looks like old art yeah. posters with its purples. It that is yeah. enticing. And my my entire career is like, does this game appeal to me aesthetically, and can I translate that into music? Exactly. <laughs> you know. Exactly. Um, moving on from there, <laughs> we gave a lot more time to that than I thought we would. But I do want to talk about Horizon Zero Dawn 1. Gavid posted don't, in here. Don't ever let me talk about FromSoft. <laughs> uh, no, hey, I, we, we, we could do a FromSoft podcast. Um, so Horizon Zero Dawn has sold 20 million copies. I'm going to be honest here, guys. I thought it sold more. I don't know why. Twenty thousand? Um, what do you mean? Right? 20, 20 million. Twenty million. Okay, okay. Holy shit! Like, oh did my I God. say twenty thousand? <laughs> Some niche shit. Dude. I hope I didn't yeah. say twenty thousand, but twenty million. Oh. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought it sold more. I really, I don't know why. I thought that I, I guess twenty million, maybe because we're talking about billions in all of these corporation takeovers. Million sounds small now. Remember when you're a kid, a million sounded big. And there was oh, yeah. no billionaires. Yeah, and you some have, Saudi sheik hits you, have, you get the Dr. Evil moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. One million dollars. <laughs> like, dude, seriously, what? Like, what? that's chump change. Yeah. Um, did you guys, would you say 20 million is what you, I mean, does that number surprise anybody else? Does it surprise you? Is it higher than you thought? Yeah, I thought I thought it was like one of, yeah, I thought it was like one of Sony's like flagship, like this is exclusive games. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like everyone I talk to knows Horizon, Horizon this, Horizon that. So. Yeah, definitely more than that, but kind of makes sense. I think it got like, at least in the beginning from Breath of the Wild, you got know how they were a little bit. Yeah, it got smushed. Yeah, because um, uh, at least in the beginning, like not a lot of people really, really got into it or saw much of it because of Breath of the Wild. Right. 
I think it's Breath of the Wild also. I mean, I'm just going to be brutal. But there was a lot of people who weren't happy you were a female protagonist. Right. Yeah, of course. There was we a lot of that. people I know who were like, I don't want to play it because it's a female protagonist. Let me go play yeah. Tomb Raider. And you're like, seriously? You do, <laughs> you do yeah. know that Laura Come on, is, guys. Whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you guys. I, I did. I thought it was, Aloy rocks. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was, I, I mean, that game was a blast. Has one of the most interesting worlds that I've ever played. Just one of the most enjoyable um, walking the walks I did. It's also a kudo to, to Guerrilla Games, man. They came yeah. off of these is, shooters. Yeah. And they did more. Horizon did way more to push uh, those kind of games forward in like making sure that people understood that like everything was going to have a little bit more going on and it had its own issues for sure. But they were able to mix like robotic dinosaurs in there without it appearing comical, which I think a lot of times it would have appeared comical. Somehow made it perfectly fit the lore. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, the lore is actually really compelling in the game. Uh, one of the, the most interesting aspects in it. Yeah, yeah. I I We're, just thought twenty million was the backstory out in the finding out Aloy's backstory and how she fits into the whole thing and why the world ended up the way it was in that game is incredible. Yeah, it's I I think it's really cool to see that. I think she's also a pretty. So Laura, I like Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider. I like Shadow. I've never really been interested in laura at all ever like, i don't care what kind of background she would have i would just be like mm. but aloy's care as a character i was actually quite intrigued by and like what was going on and just the story yeah. overall i think i think she along with Geralt, is one of the the better examples of a like video game protagonist with a dialogue tree who actually comes off not just as like a cipher but as as a person as a person their own person yeah it's very like cool. mass effect and shit yeah 20 million though I mean, I mean, twenty million is is for a new IP is a very respectable number. That's what I was. I was just say, looking, yeah. just looking on the side, like best selling video games. It it's almost in, in the top fifty at twenty million, like okay. best selling games of all time. In particular, one that theme wise and um, visual wise is is quite esoteric, really, compared to a lot of the big games that mm -hmm. you see. So, like, it's not a Spider Man. It's not an Uncharted. It's un like. Horizon Zero Dawn, when we first saw the first footage of that game, I didn't think it was going to be a success at all. I thought it looked great. But I thought this is going to sell maybe one million copies. You know, it's right. It's um, it is it, it to me, it always looked like a more esoteric title that would have a certain small fan base, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, also, it's still only on t uh, two platforms as well. Kendall yeah. also can't forget that. So I True. think for that, for for all of that, it's very respectable numbers. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ramos is asking a question. It is about the prior topic, but I want to hit it. Twenty dollars super chat. Thank you, Carrick. Are you worried that because Elden Ring is an open world, the dedicated player that one hundred percent everything before moving forward might get to the later bosses and trivialize the fight because of how powerful he is? That's a no. That's a good point, but. If somebody is a 100% player, they had to have run into that before in other games. I mean, yeah. how many times have you popped into a boss after grinding and you're just, whoa, whoa, whoa. So knowing, knowing from soft, they're going to put in some optional bosses that no matter what, level yeah, no matter what level. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. absolutely there's gonna, true. There's going to be a nameless king or a, or a, 
you know, a Lawrence in there. <laughs> I think almost everything is even optional as well. Yeah, they I think said you can even skip of bosses like... can be skipped. Yeah, wow. that's fucking oh, okay. cool. I love that. That's so cool, dude. It like... is because it reminds me of a game that I don't think has the best combat. I'm just going to say it. People hate it, but it reminds me of God of War with the Valkyrie because you didn't have to fight them all, but you could. And they and they some got harder, some weren't so hard, but you could. I like that kind of stuff where it's like, hey, here's this secret place. Horizon uh, Zero Dawn did cauldrons. If you guys remember, you didn't have to do all mm -hmm. the cauldrons, yeah. but you yeah. could. The DLC was very challenging in Horizon as well. Frozen Wilds, yeah. Frozen yeah. Wilds was high level, like especially if you if it wasn't all at one time. At least it was for me. Um, that but, that yeah. game was so good for, at that actually, because if you really wanted to make that game a challenge for yourself, you could. You can go and fight a rock breaker at level 10, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it's another choose your own difficulty game in many yeah. ways. Um, but that's a good question. I But I personally believe, no, it won't. And that people will just, you know, have no issue. Part four, $10 super chat. This is off topic, but can we please shine a light on Elix too? First is a classic N. Oh, in my eyes. And I'm super excited for this one. Any underrated gems would you guys want a sequel for? Dragon's Dogma is his. Dragon's Dogma is mine. I think all of us here, I have never talked to Gav about Elix, but I, most of us here actually enjoyed Elix, even though it was very budget. Um, did you ever play it, Gav? Uh, I don't know what it is. There you go. <laughs> what's, an, what's an Elix? It it's is like a, a Euro open jank. world <laughs> jank, Euro jank open world yeah. game. Risen, uh, uh, Raven's Cry. What was the Is other it one? Like a survival um, world. Gothic. No. Um, Gothic. Gothic. Gothic was made right. by them. Spider web. Um or spider, what are they called? Spider Piranha no. Bites. Spider Web is the other one. Spider yeah, Piranha Bites. Bites. Yeah. Um they're basically jank open world Euro jank games. They're low Role budget. playing games kind of. Yeah. Um they're open world like a horizon kind of stuff, but they have a tendency to have very difficult battles up front. Like in Elix one, you could die by the smallest guy if you didn't swing your sword exactly as the game wanted. But mm -hmm. this is a company that throws everything, Gavin, into their game. So in this in their game, instead of having one city, they have three. One technological, one few, you know, middle times, and then one, you know, very fantasy like. Like they do everything, they just don't ever polish everything. So you have yeah, to know okay. you'll be talking and some guy will be like, like the poltergeist behind you. And you just have to sort of be like, this is it. But it had jump jets or, or jet packs. And that made jet the game. No. The game tracks things, Gavin, like trespassing. So you could, if you go past somebody, they'll walk around and they'll follow you. And they'll be like, what are you doing in my house? It's very cool. They've got all these systems in play that a lot of other games just, unless you're seen stealthing, they won't they won't go after you or unless you know they're an enemy. That's not the way this game played out. It has a lot of these systems. None of them are perfect. There's, yeah. I think the biggest uh, thing that I ran into with that game that was different from most RPGs is like usually in RPGs, like the first zone, you get all low level enemies. You move on to the next zone, you get like a little bit higher level enemies. But in this one, they're all like spread out. Yeah. Like you see like a fucking skull level enemy just like, you right know, there. chasing you and stuff. Yeah, just mixed with the low levels. So you really, yeah, <laughs> it's you, really tough in the and beginning. And when you get jetpacks, you can like jetpack in, smash somebody once, jetpack out. Jetpack out, Jetpack yeah. in. And so you can take on guys you should never be able to take on if you're very smart. But if they hit you once, you're gone. Yeah, the jetpack was like the best thing game, about that game. Yeah. This game sounds like my uh, 
creative work process, man. Just complete utter chaos. Yeah. Oh, it, no, it is. It, it, I mean, you're playing no, the game. No methodology whatsoever. None. Like, dude, I didn't even, it's, you are, it is a future apocalyptic world. But when, when I got a jetpack, I remember going a jetpack. What? Like, how is that not going to break everything? So I'm so accustomed to Skyrim or other games breaking if you do a cheat because jetpack is sort of a cheat. But this right. game, not only that, Elix 2, the reason why he brings it up, Elix 2 is giving you the jetpack right at the starting. They're like, fuck it, have fun. And that's the part of the game, is you can get to places you shouldn't be able to get to. You, it, just all these things. It's so great, man. Um, but also... That was that was one of the things I liked about Cyberpunk, man. There was like the... One of the mechanics in it, the double jump, you could pretty much break the game with that. Right. And like, get into all Literally of Literally break things. the game. Yeah. Uh, but but it's amazing how much stuff in that game is hidden in places that some developer at some point thought someone might jump up here. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, and when you are rewarded for that exploration, that's the best, right? Yeah. That feels good when you go into a place that you think you shouldn't be able to go to. Even in Horizon Zero Dawn, I found this sometimes like bouncing on a rock or jumping up and down. And you finally get to a spot and there's like a chest there. You're like, they knew. There's so much I want to say right now, but I, I can't. <laughs> um, that's why I keep bringing it up. I'm hoping you slip up. I'm just joking. We would cut it. Uh, Novotic, $50 super chat. That Atomic Heart trailer gave me Bioshock Wolfenstein vibes. So if anybody doesn't know what he's talking about, Atomic Heart is that Russian game. It was announced like three or four years ago, sort of went in hiatus. Oh. Showed a couple trailers at like two FPS, but it looked gorgeous. And they did a trailer... Day before yes, yesterday. A couple days ago. Yeah. yeah. Day, day before yesterday. Yeah. yeah. And so imagine That's Stalker cool. mixed with what? What's Bioshock. Bioshock Stalker. Mixed with some near, mixed with. These, these happy few. It's like a these, bunch. Yeah. These happy few. Yeah. yeah. It's got a lot of odd influences. Yeah. It, mm -hmm. it, it looks good, but guys, that game, I mean, I don't know about you. It screams developer problems to me. So, like, it, it had a lot like, of developer it looks problems. Like very, very, a lot of jank. And yeah. <laughs> I, there, was, there was something really wild going on with the voice acting as well. I feel like oh, okay. they may want to take another look. I don't know, was it the voice acting or the audio production, but something felt very soap opera about the Oh, really? The okay. In that Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm excited for it. Guys, I saw something this weekend, too. I was telling these guys prior to the podcast, no, I didn't tell them the name either, so I'm not holding anything back. But I got to see something that hasn't even been announced yet, and... I was, that's why I was tweeting and just saying like 2000, like February, I mean, even January had some awesome games. February is stacked. March for some people is stacked, but this fall. This year is so good. Uh, it's, this is like. It's, <laughs> it's stupid, Gav. Like it's like yeah. you have to reach back, like uh silver reach back all the way to 1998 for like a year like this. Um, right. And then there massive. Was one year, was it 2011? What was the year that like Deus Ex Human Revolution came out? I remember whatever year that was, that year was. Like, that was, I think it was uh, 2015, right? Which was also Witcher 3 and a bunch of others. Was also 2015 was that, crazy. That, I, I don't think that was Human Revolution. It may have been Mankind Divided. But um, yeah, man, I can't believe Bloodborne and Witcher 3 came out in the same year. <laughs> Dude, it's like, not only that. But and if, Dying Light 1. And Dying Light 1. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then yeah. anyone pick a game of the year in 2015. Well, and then you look at like the year I was talking about where Microsoft alone did the three B's, which was they did uh Bioshock or they did uh, um, Mass Effect. They did um, what? Listen, listen to this, right? I'm it sorry. Was 2013, I think, where they did three. 
2011, right? Skyrim, Arkham mm-hmm. City, Portal 2, Uncharted 3, Battlefield 3, Dark Souls, Deus Ex Human Revolution, Dead Space 2, Gear, well, maybe not. Gears of War 3 was good. I think it's a kind of it's underrated. It's still a Gears of War. What, so it's still, what, what, what a year, like. What a year, dude. Yeah. And I'm going to go on record and say this year is going to equal them, if not exceed, from some of the stuff. Wow. Yeah, and VR is catching on finally, and catching on huge, 3 million. Yeah. Plus, they've got a couple developers that haven't announced some stuff that is for sure coming out this year. And and it started very positively. I think all the kind of big releases that were tracked until now have done very well in reception overall. Fucking right? February out of all months. Sort of dude. killing like, it. What? What's November yeah. going to look like, you know? Like That's awesome to me, man. I'm just going to smile and nod. Dude, yeah. I can't wait till somebody has the fucking audacity because it happens every year. Somebody be like, Carrick's reviewed year. four games and he's given a buy to all four. He must be paid off. And I'm like, did this happen one time where I'm like, did you just look at the four games I fucking reviewed? And I had somebody else who's like, I in the last couple of games, Carrick's really off of his game, like, or blah, blah, blah. I don't agree with him. And I looked at the games and it's just like quadruple quality the entire time. And I'm like, dude, seriously, if you think those games suck, I don't know what to say. Because even if you don't like the game, you can still look at it and say, that game's high, high quality. Like, I may not like it. It may not be for yeah, me for whatever reason. I love this whole shit of like in, in the gaming world that if you like something, you were paid. Like, uh, I put out a tweet a couple of months ago saying, I, I actually like Cyberpunk. And there were so, some people were like, yeah, how, much did pay, how much did they pay you to say that? I'm like, yes, they paid me to make a tweet, tweet. That, got four, that got 14 retweets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Thank boy. <laughs> they got their paid, money's worth. If you get paid for, versus, you know, for your retweets, you're in deep shit. Okay. Yeah. It's guys, 2022 is phenomenal. Dying Light 2's come out gonna get a couple patches it's gonna and i know that even though it's buggy everybody i know has been liking that so it's like yeah i can put that one on there and say and then you've got lost ark which to me was a complete surprise lost ark is probably my biggest surprise this year because i didn't even know what it was i didn't even know it by name and i did the video the same day like i went into discord and i'm like what the fuck is lost ark what's everybody even talking about and then i, I looked at it downloaded it. i was starting to like mess around and i was all oh shit i've been pinged on this a couple times and it was just like, that is insane how popular that game is, how well it's done. It's not launching today, unfortunately, or at least right now. My Steam friends, my Steam friends is like Lost Ark, Lost Ark, Lost Ark, Lost Ark, Lost Ark. Mine is Dying like Light, 20. Lost Ark, like all in a row. Yeah. And 2020 is just going to get, imagine, I mean. It's in a week to Warhammer 3. Then you got Warhammer 3. In fact, we could talk a little bit about that. What games do we think might get lost? Ark. Delucker. I think that's a dark horse for this year, and I think it's going to get overlooked because there's one? so many great games. Stalker 2. Really? Oh, yeah, I could see that getting lost, yeah. No way, I mean, dude. I'm Sifu so is another I one. I mean, it's not seeing heavy marketing, Stalker, which is one yeah. factor True. that might... And they have that NFT controversy. And, but then again, it's, it's kind of timed... When is that? Is it May it's coming out? or That one is, I think, in a in an open spot, actually, yeah. if it doesn't get delayed yeah yeah sifu is in a tough not, spot as well sorry <laughs> yeah it won't get titanfall 2 but i'm gonna tell you guys the honest truth man and i said this prior i believe if any 
I believe if any game has a very high chance of not doing as well as it probably should, it is actually Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, Forbidden West. And the reason why I bring this up is because Elden Ring, I believe the way it's presenting itself and its PR versus Horizon, I think Horizon's on one system, you've got this other one on multiple systems, you've got Yo. FromSoft, you've got the way it looks now, how it's presenting itself. I can see a lot of people saying, I will get Horizon for sure, but the number of people I've heard say, I'm jumping in for the first time ever to a FromSoft game with Elden Ring is stunningly high. And they're, they are so, they're not like for like at all, but add the horse and now you've got, you know, Horizon, you can ride a bison, but people maybe have already played Horizon 1, so they know sort of what they're getting, where with Elden Ring, they really change up everything each time. I actually plus, I mean, I mean, there are more there are more similarities in those games than we we might even think. I mean, they're both open worlds where you can turn the wrong corner and get flattened in one hit yeah. by some giant monstrosity. Plus, uh, was, not everybody has a PS5, right? That's like a huge yeah. hurdle for yeah. for Horizon like right me. now. Like me too, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> yeah. especially, I hope, I hope both of those games are massive successes. I really do. Yeah, it's just like talking to people. I mean, the Horizon also releases for PS4. Yeah, true. No PC, right? No day and day. No. For that. Yeah. No. Yeah, no. Um, I think if it was, I think just by sheer volume of consoles out there with everybody having a console or a PC, Elden Ring just has a higher chance. Mm -hmm. And I can see, again, it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't hear a lot of people saying Horizon is their game. Like, and that's, I'm only taking the snippet of the couple discords I'm in. But I do see a number of people saying, I'll get it later, but I'm getting Elden Ring first. Yeah, I I really, man, the timing on those bothers me a lot. It was me the too. two games I was the most hyped about for such a long time, and then they both are releasing in the same week. It's like, why? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And both of them have a lot of similarities. They do. They really yeah. do. And we'll see how much they're similar as everybody gets to play them. But yeah. yeah. Um, Sifu, yeah, you were right, Johnny. Sifu's gonna have a hard time. Any from you, Silver? Do you think, uh, Silver, do you think Total War will have any issues? Or do you think because of no. the type of game it'll do fine? <laughs> I think it'll do fine because of the type of game it is. There's a lot of hype for that game. And, and especially no overlap. They've they like they've created Fair Assembly has been pushing it pushing it very, very aggressively. Like there's been a ton of content content creators here, like YouTube creators who have had full access to the game basically for the last like three weeks be able to stream the game daily and show it off my, my, my twitter wow. feeds been nothing but sifu like oh right Every, but then i follow a lot of games media people but like it's been nothing but sifu 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 like wow hopefully when the game of the year awards come up it won't be forgotten you know yeah because I could see for some time. Yeah, because of the early the early year, you know, like January, February. Huge titles. Yeah. Uh, Wizard of Smoke, $5 super chat. Happy Friday, guys. Been nice returning to the Discord after a long hiatus. Carrick, any chance you will review Crusader Kings 3 console edition? Late March. If there's nothing available in late March um, that I've already signed on, which I don't think I have, then coverage of some kind, yeah. If they have coverage available, the console editions of these kind of games have been difficult sometimes. Sometimes you don't get any... Um, review code i'm trying to remember stellaris i think i got console review stellaris is amazing on console and i don't see how crusader kings can't be i don't know if the audience is big for crusader kings on console though like yeah. I, you know horizon zero dawn crusader kings on console it's like mm, nah. 
I, so it, we'll have to see how that gets covered, but I would, I would love to, I would love to cover it. Uh, let's see. At this point, all games should be released to PC day one. This is what Drummer says. Sony should just release their titles day one. It'll increase sales. Until they can figure out a way to get the PS5 in everybody's hands, I sort of agree. Warhammer I have 4K. To say, though, is there, what, what is there to be said for this, right? I have not bought an Xbox in the last few years because I can play them on PC. And do you think Microsoft loses enough from not selling consoles that that is something, you know, is that why why does Microsoft not worry about that what Sony does? Because Microsoft has believed since the Xbox One original came out that the Xbox is your low entry point for money. Yeah. And that was even prior how expensive games are. And I got to tell you, when I'm playing games on my Xbox Series X, where if I got a video card that wasn't as powerful as I have and the game would play worse on the PC, that's there's the the Series X and Series S, regardless if you like PC or not, are pretty crazy. And then Game Pass is on top of that. And Microsoft and Sony lose a lot of money on sales or they don't gain as much on sales, but they certainly gained it on subscriptions. I think Game Pass is their biggest gap. Like these subscription services are the biggest gap. And they can get you in um, at a super cheap price or your amazing PC. I don't think I don't, I don't think companies in general make that much money selling consoles. Dude, right? it, used the no, it used to be a loss. It used to be a loss. Nintendo no. was the only company for years, wow. and they would Nintendo was making good money on a couple consoles. But um, Sega Saturn lost a shit ton of money. Uh, Dreamcast lost money. PlayStation lost money, I believe. Um, I, I think, think I heard that too. Yeah, I think PS Five they were selling at a loss. I think. Yeah, yeah. and or that not much, like five dollars, but that's one purchase. Right. That's what I yeah. keep telling people. If they make ten dollars per console. That is nothing compared to a game they sell that's blockbuster that is $5, $10, $20 digital version, mm-hmm. by the way, for every sale. So when you look at Horizon Zero Dawn, 20 times whatever, and you look at PS5s, then that's why you look at it and say, I'm glad they're doing a PS4 version because there's a bunch, yeah, what did, there's a bunch of people. What there. did Zero Dawn sell for when it came out? Was it 70 No, like... it was $59.99. Mm-hmm. It was at the old uh, price. Yeah. 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 I mean, th- that is the thing well, I think like a lot of people billion, that's over a billion dollars gross like you it's know ridiculous yeah yeah what were you saying silver i mean and that is the thing i think a lot of people don't realize with microsoft is they don't think in terms of platforms they think in terms of like they don't think in terms of the xbox console they think in terms of the xbox ecosystem yeah across streaming service like the the cloud across um pc and PC, xbox yeah. and and whatnot um and the portable devices yeah it's it's interesting because there are we talked about this that our belief is that Activision's purchase has pretty much nothing to do with COD and most everything to do with all their subscribers and yeah. fighting off Tencent and fighting off these other big companies because if Tencent bought them you would just have the same exact you know you'd now have Tencent owning them if Embracer got them Embracer Group then that would be there and Microsoft's like listen this lets us eat up a large part of what would have been a competitor. And I think Microsoft's just thinking different, man. I mean, they are. I mean, I, 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 I really don't think they're thinking in like the console war, war terms that a lot of people still sort of want to pluck them into. I think yeah, they're, I know they're every, beyond that long ago. Everybody I know, if they can't get a PC, most of them say, oh, PC Game Pass has a couple games that I might want, but console Game Pass has a ton and I can get the console, but I can't buy a graphics card. Like, until graphics yeah. card prices come down, 
which from what I hear, they are lowering slightly. Is that right, Reg? Have graphics cards yeah, lowered they, slightly? Yeah, they, they, were, they were going down somewhat with uh, crypto going down, but crypto went back up. So I uh -oh. think that's going to reverse. Yeah, I mean, as you and I have talked about, Carrick, the fact that they managed to stick a flight simulator on I the know. Series X is just mind-boggling. And it looks that good and is playable yep. with a controller, which is mind-blowing. Yep. Like, Yeah, yeah. It's going to be fun to see. I think it's awesome because all these guys have to fight for us. That's what you want. You want to be the hot chick. Like, that's what you want. You want everybody courting you. Yeah, and, you, you definitely always want competition as a consumer. Yeah, and sure. it, what's great, Reg, is it's competition in weird places. Like, Sony's got exclusives that are amazing, so Microsoft's like, hey, we got to pick this up on our side. And Sony's looking at streaming now with, what is it, Spartacus is the rumored Sony, like, streaming system? Yeah, something sure. to do. Yeah. But I mean, um, just other hardware-wise, look at uh, Intel and the MD. Yeah. Like, how long has Intel done basically nothing at all until AMD finally kicked their butt? And NVIDIA and AMD, they're doing the same thing. Intel's now in that game. It's going to be awesome, man. Um, let's see. What else do we got here for news? Looking through. Let's actually start with Abzi. Are you ready to do um, sure. updates? Sure, yeah. So these are updates. updates or new DLC coming soon. Go for it. Okay, so first this week, um, Far Cry a drink while, while you guys are go for mm -hmm. it. Far Cry Six: The Final Season Pass DLC Joseph Collapse came out February eighth, which is a roguelite DLC yeah. apparently, and it says the roguelite DLC episode sends players deep into the mind and world of Joseph as they investigate how he became the leader of a fanatical cult all while assuming the role of the villain. There'll be perks to unlock, new weapons to find, and plenty of collectibles to locate. Next one is Hitman 3 Freelancer Mode, uh, which is coming this spring, and it's also a roguelite DLC, funny enough. And um, basically, it'll come with like a hub world, like a safe house, which you're going to be able to customize. Uh, you need to plan ahead, stock up, right equipment, all that stuff to go into like the different areas. Um, wardrobe to try out outfits and firing range to test weapons um there's also so in the mission hub you'll see all the freelancer campa campaigns basically taking the levels and changing them around and you're going to get um new leaders new npcs and stuff like that um like suppliers that can provide weapons and consumable items within the level and other npcs that can snitch on you to leaders and rival assassins that will try to steal your thunder um so yeah, two roguelite DLCs. Also, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is it a DLC at this point? I think they're turning it, is it now into an exclusive. a. I mean, sorry, they're turning not exclusive, but a standalone thing. Yeah. So that doesn't. Yeah, they're turning it into a standalone game, and it's supposed to be like a more traditional assassin game. Um, other than that, Dying Light patches. You know, got some bug fixes out there. DLSS is, I think, fixed. Or they're fixing yeah, it, fixed. or maybe it is fixed. Yeah, uh, and a walk button, which is great. So you were talking. This is Hitman Three with this huge new mode. Yeah, freelancer mode. Yeah. Yeah, we kind of talked about it uh, previously. I'm not super excited about it uh, because it reads to me a lot like um, just sort of a further elaborate, a randomized elaboration of the uh, escalation contracts that they used to have, where you would have like. Um, a contract on a level for like a particular hit and then it would sort of escalate the conditions that you would have have to to complete that contract right but this is and saying you have your own stronghold and 
like yeah that you yeah yeah you do get like a, a safe, safe house. house that's nothing like anything that's been released before no like a customizable safe house um as players complete contracts they'll unlock more areas of the safe house and more items can be Dude, used that's nuts. to customize the areas i have no idea i don't think so yeah is it no yeah okay. the, the freelancer yeah. mode will be free yeah Dude, that's that's free. ridiculous yeah. that game man that keeps on delivering that is redonkulous man Dude, goddamn, that's going to make me play Hitman again. That's awesome. I wonder if you can, when they say, like, we've already had the multiplayer in that. They're saying that, like, there's other ways to screw with people. I wonder what you can do. Hmm. I don't know what rival assassins mean. I don't know if it's, like, real players or actual. It's not real players, no. Not, okay, it's, so NPCs uh, that are, yeah, like, rival Hitmen or assassins yeah. or something. No yeah. shit. Dude, that's awesome. And then I will say I played the all of the stuff for Far Cry. So basically, in those games, as you die, you start to get money and points, and then at some point you can basically buy things that, that continue to overlap as you die. So if you're Joseph Seed, you go out there. But the thing with these games is, I liked Voss. Um, it, it really depends on who you like as a bad guy, because that's really who you're playing the entire time. And mm -hmm. if you even like their story. So one, I actually enjoyed Two, the second one. I was like, eh, now I actually like Joseph seed, but it doesn't really do a bunch in their story. So that's the one thing that I sort of wasn't as in love with was that it, I like the idea of it, but it's really, it's pretty light. They're pretty lean as, as far as DLCs go, but they're free, right? I think they're free as long as you have, do you have a season pass for that? Or you just get them free? Yeah, season pass. So that's the last DLC in the season pass the last is, is this one. Yeah, February 8th, which came out. Yeah. Yeah, so if anybody gets a chance, you know, play them. They're not, they're not mind-boggling amazing, but if you like one of those three enemies, you know, you could always jump in. I, I felt number one was the best because number two also goes sort of nuts with, like, its graphics with things floating in the air and stuff, where 2 had some of that, but it was a little bit more, I don't know if you want to say grounded, but, yeah, grounded. John Miller, 60 pounds, super chat. Cheers. Cheers back at you. Thank you very much for the super chat. Um, So, Gavin, all he what he was doing was reading the updates on games and some patches and some new DLC coming out. So that's what you missed. Um, I, I, heard, I heard Hitman 3, and I got excited because I love that game. Yeah, it's got a stronghold. It's got, like... Well, a bunch of stuff. It's called Hitman Freelancer Mode, if you get a chance to check it out. Uh, Reg, do you want to do free games? That, that game was so overlooked at the Game Awards, by the way. Of course. Sadly, yeah. Yeah. That game is a classic. So was, Hit so was Hitman 2 when that came out as well. Yeah. I feel that Hitman 3 is a classic that everybody knows is a classic, will never be called one, except for the people who like played it and are like, this is a classic. But it just it won't gain a lot of traction, I don't think. I, the game is awesome. Um, Reg. Free games? Fairly short list this week. Uh, starting up with totally free game is Windbound on the Epic Game Store. Uh, and going on to subscription, it's just Game Pass that has uh, new stuff this week. And it's Besiege, Edge of Eternity, The Last Kids on Earth, and The Staff of Doom, and Skull the Hero Slayer, as well as Crossfire X, which is only for the console. The rest is for PC and console. And that's the whole list. Crossfire X is rough. What is that? It's the Remedy game. It's a shooter. It's a Remedy. sort of like Team Fortress, but made but oh, the single player is done by another. Remedy, the campaign, and then the main stuff is done by somebody else. It's 
rough. It's buggy as fuck. There's some videos of it where you're just like, wow. I mean, falling through the ground, levitating, flying off the screen. It's not even near ready. Not the usual ready. stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's too bad, too. That Game Pass list is pretty rough overall. I mean, again. Very short one. Yeah. I'm wondering Very if they're easy. just holding off because of these big titles. That's just that's just my own paranoia. Oh, yeah. Atomic Heart and Stalker are coming like day one for that shit, right? For Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Just crazy. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. What do you got oh, for... Oh, yeah, and, and Warhammer 3, like, next week? Is yes. Warhammer 3 is coming out on Game Pass? Yeah. Yes. What the... F- You're kidding me, dude. What? No, it's no. insane. No. It's coming out on Game Pass. Yeah, it starts on the 15th and releases the 17th, I think. February That's fucking insane. It's jacked. It's, j- 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 it's like when Arnold first showed up and started lifting weights and everybody was like, that's what <clears> a bodybuilder <throat> looks like. Everybody Although else is it like, won't... shit, I need some, t- I need some testosterone. Go ahead, Johnny. I, I don't. I don't think it will be able to include stuff from uh, two and one, right? Total War two and one, because if you have that no. on Steam, well, I mean, you you won't even on like Steam initially because Mortal Empires is still a ways oh, off. Oh, that's like, later. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yes. not going to be there at launch. Yeah, you're okay. only going to get like the the main story campaign at launch. Okay, but, but that is admittedly like hundreds of hours of content. But yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous, man. February is jacked for almost everybody, and then racing next month with uh, Gran Turismo. Right. What's your guys' level of enthusiasm for that? <laughs> there you yeah. go. There you go. Right. That, that got is it. it. You, got, yeah. you got your answer. Got it. Right. Race, racing games and sports games for me is just. Whoop. I love racing. I, games, I like. But I like Turismo's racing. Most antiseptic as you can get out. Yeah. Yes. The only racing game I like is, huh. is Mario Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> as long as there's some Grand turtle Turismo, shells. Mario Kart. It's like same thing. Same thing. They're both Completely simulations. Opposite direction. They're, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I'll play it and I want to review it um, because I do like racing games and if it's good, it's good. Mm-hmm. And I'll say that. But as a title. Man, racing has exploded in their offerings. Every game, you know, whether it's Horizon offering real world, just driving around, getting in races, or it's motorsport, dirt, dirt rally, uh, Assetto, F1, Corsa. Whatever, yeah. yeah, there's yeah. so many games now that are doing that are in that spot. It's hard to get super excited. Um, wasn't that wasn't that Forza one that came out last year generally considered to be one of the best of all time? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah I, I, the, it like goes in between like arcade and sim. It's like somewhere in the middle, which is really nice. Plus, yeah. I tend to like like open worlds and and like racing games usually. Yeah. It's yeah. a little easier on the eyes over a period of time. You know, it's something mm-hmm. new. It's always something new and and flashy. Speaking of new and flashy, silver. Well, maybe not flashy. Uh, you have the independent <laughs> game of the month or the week. Uh, yeah, it's a JRPG called Rise of the Third Power. Um, it's basically a love letter to old school 16 bit JRPGs like Final Fantasy VI and Chrono Trigger. Um, it is, uh, really charming, has really, really great, a really, really great score, really, really great bell music. Um, I'm not very far into it yet, so can't comment on the story too much. Uh, battle system is quite fun. Um, you have three characters in the battle. You can sort of freely switch them out and every character earns equal experience, whether they're in the party actively or not. Um, You have uh, fairly interestingly for a JRPG, you have a system where um, you don't really need um, magic restorative items all that much because you 
Each character has a separate ability to restore magic points in battle. And after battle, every character re- automatically regains 50% of their magic points. So it encourage, it's very, very skill heavy. You have to use skills uh, every round, basically. And you have to sort of combine them into like inflicting status ailments and, and combos, like comboing with other characters and whatnot uh, in a way that, that actually feels really engaging and rewarding to me. Um, uh, graphics, traditional turn-based, right? Yes, traditional turn-based where uh, speed, your character speed determines uh, their turn in the point of order. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, like the graphics are actually really beautiful for, for pixel art, I think, particularly the lighting engine actually looks really, really beautiful at times. Um, so it's a game I definitely recommend people who have uh, a, a nostalgia for, for old 16-bit uh, JRPGs on the old Super Nintendo or or like Secret of Mana or like Breath of Fire or the like, um, really, that, that they check it out. Um, it's only like, I think, uh, 16 or 17 bucks uh, as well. So there's a lot of value there. And uh, what's, what's the name of it again? The Rise of the Third Power. It's just, that reminds me of another game. I don't know why that name. Rise of the Third Power, huh? I'll have to check it out. How much was it? It, it does. It sounds a little questionable too. Admittedly, oh, yeah. I did for a second go. Um, how much? Right. Was it? Yeah. I see. It's I see. Like it's once I read, once I expansion. Exactly. Once I read the title, I was like, World War Two game. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there 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 are some allusions to to like um to to that period of time. I will okay. say. Like there is, there is a nation in the game that's just been humiliated in a massive war uh, with a peace treaty, and is now sort of being led by a popular leader who is leading it. Uh, right. Out, okay. Out so of, the, the title is, is very much somewhere in there. There's yeah. yeah. Right. How much was this one? Yeah. Silver. Uh, Sixteen or seventeen bucks. Okay. So there's another game you guys can add to your list of games. What's everybody getting in chat this month? In chat. What's what's the games you've got or are getting? Um, when we look at March and you look at April, is there anything big? I, so I said March wasn't that big. I don't know. That's just me. I I thought it wasn't, but some people were actually excited for some games in uh, March and April. Is there anything you guys are? Like, Something's coming out in March. Yes, there. Tri- triangle strategy beginning of March. Triangle strategy. Yeah, that's was there a demo for name. that? Yes. Yeah, there's it's a demo that came out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. That name, though, I thought they were going to change the name. I don't no, know why they dude, I told this. I told you right away they won't. <laughs> yeah, he told me. I was like, dude, it's just a placeholder. Obviously, like they're not no. going to keep that name. They just took out the project, you know. Yeah, they did. They did, they did it with the previous game as well. Why would they change it this time? I mean, on on the other hand, it's a terrible name, but you're not. It's I can't confuse it with something else. True. I can't be like Gears of Shadow. The it's, not, it's not. It's uh, not forespokening. Yeah. Like avowed. Oh my god. Did you guys see Forspoken got an M rating? Did you guys see that? Is that the yeah. the, the no. movie game like that Sony the, thing? Yeah, it's like a third person. It's Sony game. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's, oh. it's in the list. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the looking at the list, vaguely Final Fantasy esque. Is that that one with the? No, this one is more vaguely Horizon Zero Dawnish. In a way, is it the one with the girl who has like a pet cat that gets um, put into her like becomes her guide in this weird fantasy world? Is that 
I well, don't can, think so. What game am I thinking? I don't know. I don't know. Are you sure that's not an anime hentai game that you're just? No. <laughs> Wait, are you thinking of that Pikmin, that third-person Pikmin I game? I don't even watch regular anime. Oh, gotcha. Third, a Pikmin game's coming out too. No, no, no. The one that came out already. You, there's you big, liked it. There's a big release that's like got a female protagonist. And she's Kina. living a normal life, and she goes into this um, weird fantasy world. And I've seen it was at the, I've seen a bunch of trailers for it. It's not out yet. Chat, that is that it? the game? Go ahead, Reg. Was that, was that not Forspoken, or am I mixing up? Stuff? I, think I didn't think it was. But I guess. I, I guess. Be, yeah. I didn't see a cat in Forspoken. Wait, Forspoken has like that anime thing where it's just someone minding their own business and they fall into like a MMO or something. I think in Forspoken, yeah. oh, people are saying it is that one. So yeah, like okay. the Narnia-looking. Oh, a new border Cousin. Borderlands game too in March. Tina Tiny's. Tiny. Yeah, that one looks yeah. good. That one looks pretty Forspoken cool. Like they're playing the D and D. Yeah. Right. Mm. Yeah. He's right. There's, Dude, there's a, cat a there's a there's a ton ton. Does have a cat, and the cat turns into like her um, bracelet. I think. Oh. <laughs> Naturally. Yeah. What else would it do? As you would, as expected. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, people are saying it's Forspoken. That's interesting, man. New Borderlands game. Uh, some people thought it was Kina. Yeah, isn't there a game you play as a cat? Like, yes. oh yes, Stray. that's a separate Stray. game from Stray. 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 Cyberpunk Kitty. <laughs> Cyberpunk Kitty. Yes, exactly. Cyberpunk Kitty. Kitty. Is that one out? It's probably no, not. Early, right. early twenty-two. Look at so. this. So reading this, V Vil, Vili says Weird West also at the end of March. Yeah. Oh. And, and Shadow, oh my God, three. Weird West. I'm so looking forward to Weird West. That Ghost one's going to be dope. Ghostwire is also March. Jeez. And Jesus. Felix, Felix too. Wait, Ghostwire wow. is the acid trip, right? So. Ghostwire turned out they they admitted yes, now that, that it's the actually trip. the third game in the what do you call it series? The not Alone in the Dark, the other ones. Um, Alan Wake. Nope. No. The other one. <laughs> um, no. People in chat, remind me of what of Ghostwire is supposed to, is started out as the third in the horror series. Oh, uh, Evil, so, uh, Evil, Evil Among Us? Yeah. yeah. No. Evil, oh. Evil Within. No, not Evil no. Within. Evil Within. Was sorry. Evil Wait, up, yeah. really? Isn't that a Bethesda game? I thought Evil Within was Bethesda game. No, they were only the publisher. Yeah. Oh. Thank you, guys. Evil Within. Um, Forspoken uh, is too expensive. Is that, so is that set in the same universe as Evil Within then? Is, no, is what it... they said was it like it started out as like that and then it became Ghostwire. But that's so it's got some of the I guess you would just say it's got some of the DNA in there. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that, I did want to break. Uh, I did want to break in and ask you a couple things, Gav, because I haven't asked you this before. Um, we can't talk about current games, but in the past, when you have made your music for games, like, what's your process? Do you get it and just play it? Like, how do you create something from a game? Because I know how to create something for a review, but I would never yeah. know how to create something for a game. Like, how do you even choose the genre of music that you're going to put together? Uh, that's such a good question, and I love that question because um, I don't even really spend too much time thinking about genre. For me, it's like, it's always, what do I want to express in this song? And what are the musical elements that will be able to express that? And of course, that does veer into genre sometimes, like if you're doing symphonic metal for Dark sure. Souls, you know? Right. 
but a lot of the time like i've a i have a horizon song coming out in in a couple of weeks and i have no idea what genre that song is you know oh, really okay. it's got like tribal drums mixed with synths and some awesome vocals by carlene and i'm like i don't know what genre that is it's for me it's more about picking musical sounds and elements that fit the story you want to tell rather than picking a genre but as i said earlier man my my creative process is pure fucking chaos i i i like don't have a set methodology like my most my biggest hit ever valhalla calling i came up with the chorus for that song in the shower in like 20 Ah. seconds and wrote wrote the rest of the song in under 30 minutes and that song now has close to 80 million streams across across like youtube and spotify (laughs) i was happy getting a two million video dude that's insanity (laughs) um so when you're making gav so you get you're playing these games one of the things that i i don't watch so i'll do a review but when i'm doing Mm -hmm. the review i usually don't want to talk to other people because i don't want them influencing like if they had a bug, I don't really want to hear about their bug because if I didn't have it, it wouldn't be proper representation of what I'm doing. Do you have to turn the music off in games? Oh no, man! The music in the games is like the biggest inspiration for no the shit. Songs. Okay, so you yeah. you're listening to the music. I love video game music so much. Like, if you listen to so so many people who listen to my songs, often comment and say this sounds like it could be on the soundtrack. That's a very deliberate decision by me. Gotcha. That, like, I will often use exact instruments that they used in the soundtrack and similar chord sequences to what they used in the soundtrack. Um, like my Dark Souls songs tend to have lots of choirs and big brass and strings and big bombastic kind of symphonic stuff. Whereas, like I said, with this upcoming Horizon song, a lot of tribal drums, cello, uh kind of female vocals and stuff for me it's like oh man video game soundtracks and i love that you talk about them so much in your reviews because they're so underappreciated by yeah the, Badly, yeah. the games media in general because they're such a huge important part of the atmosphere you know think 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 of playing deus ex without the music you don't get nearly the same atmosphere you know dude near automata yeah oh yeah <laughs> Dude, oh, my, yeah. my my song on near that we did about near automata is pretty much identical to the soundtrack and i don't mean that in a self-flattering way i mean i copied it <laughs> you know i took all of the five as well. they, they had in the soundtrack and just made a new song out of that it but is the way they layer so the music you know the way they layer the music like you'd be listening to a like a like an ambient um style song and then you get into combat and the drums start rolling in and stuff yeah like it just it's you know it makes the game for sure and the thing so like i'll pick up main menu music almost all the time like oh i love mass effect far cry 5's music was fucking unbelievable that song at the starting in the title but most of the time while i'm playing i won't always pick up as much but man in near that you this cannot continue this can and that first time you hear that music and i remember just i was by myself because you can't tell anybody and i was just like oh my god i need to tell somebody about this like this is the greatest i've never expected that to pop up in this game and that the eclectic way they use music in that um the fair the fairground music as well fairground music yeah dude and it's funny you mentioned deus ex because my wife gets so tired because every night to go to sleep I listened to the Mankind Divided soundtrack. I didn't love the game, oh, yeah. but I loved 
there's and remember me um the guy who did remember me he also did uh, uh plague tale innocence and a couple other things i've really liked his stuff lately and there's something about him that when you hear him you're just like that is that will stick with me forever like that i think never um, going away as Carrick, you know, I cry in games, you know, emotional know. scenes and shit like that. You know, I'm a crybaby. And I, yeah, I, and dude, like if it wasn't for the music, I don't think I would have shed a tear. I think yeah, that I attribute true. most of that, those emotional like moments to music for sure. Dude, yeah. fucking ma- Mass Effect. Like when, <sighs> when, the, when the music swells up, like yeah. in, in the emotional scenes in Mass Effect. Like, yep. oh. Incredible. And <laughs> when the music, I, I, what, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just to say, Absy, what you were saying a minute ago about how um, the dynamic music in in Nier, I love when games do that. When if you look at the opposite end of the spectrum, you've got something like Oblivion, where it's like, and then yeah, I love when the games keep the music constant and just add in. Yeah, it doesn't switch like extra layers for the tension and stuff. Um, and a game that actually does that really well is Untitled Goose Game. Oh, yeah, I've never played that. Metal Gear Solid Five, I think I recall doing that very well as well. Um, the music. I interviewed Austin Wintery, and I didn't know he did Syndicate's soundtrack. Somehow, I just didn't. I didn't know the composer for that one for whatever reason. And he was telling me in one of his ge- in in a lot of the matching of the music and all that stuff, he actually made one track where if you've destroyed this thing, if you've got this far and you've destroyed this thing, when you go into this area, it plays completely altered music that's really sad and a person wailing and all this stuff. And if you go into it and you haven't done that quest, it's completely different. And I remember just being like in awe of him because we were we were sitting in the podcast and he was like, well, I played this. And he just, of course, you know, it's Austin. So it's like with one toe, he could play more music than I can play. And he's like, and he's like, and then I changed to this over here, all that kind of stuff. But when you're listening and you're trying to decide what you're going to make, do you, so you write your, so you're in the shower and you're like, Valhalla Rising, I got an idea. You slip out of the shower, you go and what, write it down? Or do you start no. playing right away? Uh, man, I literally don't have a process. It's oh, so it can be anything? It can be like... It could be any, Like sometimes it works like that. Other times I'm literally sitting in front of the computer trying to come up with ideas. Other times it takes me four or five days to come up with a chorus. And I'm okay. just... I, I, you I'm just pick, you pick a random... Of, frustration where you can't get what you need and it's it's completely random and i don't have a, any kind of uh, but process here's here's my question because as a, a like a fellow songwriter do you have yeah. that moment when you know you got it because for me there have been times when i'm like that was something right so, like you yeah yeah you know what's funny about that is sometimes but sometimes you're wrong when you get that feeling because <laughs> i like for example the song we put out last month the inspired by dune i was like this is a fucking this song is like the best fucking thing we've ever done it's a masterpiece the the production on it the mixing the the arabic vocals by shema like everything in that song is fantastic and it barely did 200,000 views you know whereas valhalla calling i never thought that would be a song that would blow up because it's just a, it's just such a like i like it it's a cool song but i never thought it was close to one of my best you know i like huh. it's almost offensively basic that song yeah. it's like 
It's like a Dude, nursery. You're, you're like yeah. John Mayer, angry dun, dun, because dun, dun, people dun, dun, like dun, dun, gravity yeah. more yeah. than. I don't, I don't dislike the song. I think it's a cool little song, but I, I, I would never have guessed that that would be the one that would get 80 million fucking streams across YouTube and Spotify. You know, like we, I did a, yeah. I did a version of that song with an American lad, Peyton Parrish, who's like this big TikToker guy. And our duet of that song together spent six weeks at number one on the iTunes metal chart. Damn. For, for, for two dudes who recorded in a bedroom with no record label, <laughs> nothing. And that's, that's literally awesome. a song that was composed in under 30 minutes. <laughs> you know, it's, cra- it's crazy to me. Like, I, yeah. I wish there, I wish there was a, in a way bottle. To, battle, to battle that lightning. You know, that's reproduce the, that's, that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> can I can I ask you about a specific song if you remember? Um, yeah, because sure. I have a, but like my favorite is pro- you've made is probably my revolution uh, for oh, yeah, Assassin's yeah. Creed I Unity. Love, I love and that one. In yeah. part, in part, because that one is actually very surprising because that one feels a little disconnected in in the music choice for the game, like pop, kind of a yeah. pop rock uh, sort yeah. of thing. But it just fits regardless. Yeah. <laughs> with with the subject matter and the material. So I'm just curious what the process was for that one. I think you can get away with that a little bit with Assassin's Creed because right. it is at heart a series based in, in the modern yeah. era. Um, so you can get away with like a lot of modern elements in the songs for that one. Um, that song was just me trying to do a Faith No More song. <laughs> Oh wow, the bass, really? right. the bass, the bass lines in that song, and the way I wrote the vocal melodies for me was just me ripping off uh, "Faith No More." <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. That was great. Um, yeah, yeah, it's awesome to hear. It's like a lot of people like have their own way of of putting stuff together, and I I find it difficult sometimes if I you know get input from elsewhere. So it's interesting to find out that you're that that actually works for you. Because I would find myself like confused over what I wanted to do versus whatever was playing. Because a lot of times I'll play a game and I'll listen to a track and be like, that's the perfect track for here. And then you buy the soundtrack. And as Austin explained many times, he's like, listen, the soundtrack you get versus what you buy may be different because one is controlled via elements in the game, dynamic, all that stuff. The other one could be this grand orchestra bit that you didn't expect, but that was his full original thought for it. So it's always interesting to hear what people say about that stuff. Speaking of Austin, one of the most like head inflating moments of my whole career was when he told me what a big fan he was of my journey song. (laughs) Oh, really? Dude, that's the thing about Austin is that guy, um, Elijah Chuck, uh, who now works at Sony, but he was doing his own stuff, did a lot of TV shows. He did dead rising four, which I really liked the soundtrack for that. And I had him in, uh, Austin on at the same time and on a composer sound, uh, podcast. And I was like, you know, let's just randomly talk and see what you guys come up with and, and see what we want to. And it was cool to hear their totally different tracks for how to do things. Cause Austin, even when you see him, dude, you should have seen his podcast with us. He's on a cell phone, losing signal. And then you've got, you've got Eliza Chuck, who's everything is like, you know, perfect studio. behind yeah. Whisper, And you have these two dynamic. And, and yet when they started talking about music, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Like it, it, like the amount of, of men, mental power in that room was that time where you're just like, should I just let them go? I could sign off and they could just talk for yeah. like two hours and they ended up getting together. And I, I don't know if they've worked together. I, I saw a bunch of pictures where they were at each other's studios, but yeah, it was a great time. I want to get this super chat wizard of, of smoke had a $5 super chat. It's on a prior subject. Um, and we talked a little bit about it, but 
I think we've answered this, but tell me, guys, if he said which one of the hyped games coming out would be the biggest disappointment. I guess we talked about the one that could be forgotten. The biggest so, disappointment, like like potential disappointment, like just not equaling what we wanted. Probably Stalker Two. I think I'm kind of really, really hoping that the writing is good in Starfield. Oh, that's a good point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Starfield. Oh, God, I forgot about that. That's this year. Wait, but yeah. like that, is it this year? It is this year. Game. Yeah. Oh, believe really it or not. <laughs> but I don't believe point. it, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I'm writing writing that's more along the lines of kind of Oblivion and Fallout New Vegas and even uh, Elder Scrolls Online. I don't know if any of you've played that, but that that has oh, yeah. really really good writing in the quests. Yeah, I've it got does. I've got more than hundred hours, and Reg has got like sixty seven thousand billion hours in that. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got great like voice acting. Hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that uh, game is very underrated as a single player. Uh, uh, that's show. exactly. I, I think playing it as a single player, just like Skyrim game or something, is is, it, it works. It's yeah, because amazing. there's yeah. choices. Everything is voiced. Yeah. Quests yeah. aren't fetch quests. You usually go no, in and it's like yeah. multifaceted. Yeah, exactly. yeah, for sure. The, the voice acting's great. The writing is really good. The lore is just stunning in that. I, I, it's my, it's become my go-to kind of chill out, easy, uh, quiet time game. You know. Um, yeah. And uh, we 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 have been asked to talk about the direct, the Nintendo Direct. So these guys have been busy playing other stuff. I have tracked down most of the stuff for the Nintendo Direct. I'm going to miss stuff. But um, so Nintendo Direct showed a bunch of things. One of the biggest, maybe everybody knew about this. I didn't know No Man's Sky was coming to the Switch. So I don't know if that announcement was the first or whatever, but it's the first. I dude. think it was. Okay. Yeah, it was a surprise to dude, me too. Dude, that, I'm excited. I know we're all going to joke about the graphics for sure. But they also talked about Star Wars um, Unleashed 2, which is the old game uh, with Sam Witwer. And uh, they actually showed a lot of stuff at this Direct. It wasn't probably what a lot of big fans want, right? We, we You know, the big, we didn't hear about a new Rabbids Where's game. Where's the Zelda? Sequel, there's probably <laughs> yeah. that. It's, I don't know if we saw any Zelda that. coming out this year or next year? Mm, which one? I, I don't know. Which Have one? they put a days on us? Zelda. Which one? Silver. Oh, no, they I don't think they have. Yeah, I don't think they have. Um, next year with God of War. A lot, a, a lot of oh, God, have... next year with God of War, because we know God of War. I guarantee you God of War no. is going to get delayed. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> uh, I think a lot of people wanted like um, Twilight Princess and Wind Waker to also come with ports for the Switch, but they ain't giving it to us, you know, so <laughs> I don't think it's uh, it's going to happen. You know, they, you know, Nintendo, they never give the people what they want. Uh, KCB no. <laughs> real quick or Abzi mm -hmm. and then continue but KCB did say that they are still stating Breath of the Wild 2 is 2022 they're still oh, okay. that's so crazy continue okay. Abzi sorry no and, I was just gonna and, say No Man's Sky for some reason with it's like art direction the way the graphics are handled kind of makes sense to me like for the Switch yeah you know what I mean makes yeah. a lot of sense makes a lot of yeah. sense I like the I, I and I think art speaks like more than technical wizardry all the time. Yeah. So if there's something cool art wise, I'm excited I mean, for it, guys. I mean, No Man's Sky, yeah. I keep saying it, but I just on the Switch, like I gotta see it. Yeah, I, I mean see, I gotta see it. I mean the the Switch likes to market itself as sort of the casual yeah uh platform. And and No Man's Sky fits right into into that it, experience. Except it doesn't technically. 
That's what I'm interested in. Yeah, How I wanted FPS to say or FPM frames per oh, minute. Man. Are we going to get in that thing? Because, dude, it's a switch, yeah. man. Yeah, even chugs is, on is PC. That game, yeah. Is that game very demanding on PC? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's still yeah. demanding. They've they've done a great deal of work, but it is still not a light game. Go ahead, Johnny. What were you going to say? Well, I was just going to bring up the fact that you know the Steam Deck coming soon. That's probably a better place to play that game. Plus, if you already own it, you don't need to pay what probably will be full price on the Switch. The are thing... all games going to be available for the Steam Deck, though? No. Like, are no? No, in fact, Fortnite mm. just announced because of Easy Cheat, they're having issues with that, so it won't be there. Mm. And remember, this is still, it's, it's, they're still using all kinds of different stuff to get the Steam Deck. I can't talk about games right now. You're, that'll come okay. at a later time, but, um, yeah, I'm not going to say anymore. But no, that is uh, <laughs> not all games. So, but can theoretically, can I come back in three weeks when I'm allowed to talk about yeah, stuff? Let, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, we'll just sure. play it. We'll play it for sure. We'll have you come back when yeah. we can all talk about because I'll be able to talk about some yeah, stuff true. too. Yeah, no, I'll absolutely. Say, I'll have a lot to say about a lot of stuff in March. <laughs> oh, dude, Elden Ring. Yeah, we can talk a lot about all that. Uh, stuff. Oh, I can't wait for that fucking game, dude. I'm, I'm, yeah. I mean, that's, that's why that's actually the game that I'm nervous will disappoint people just because of the hype people are building up for it. Like the, the levels of it. Um, not because I expect it to be a bad game or anything, but it might not match some people's expectations of it. Is what I don't know. I, I think like yeah. my expectations, I don't think are that high. Like, I think it was is the thing that grabs me the most is what Breath of the Wild did was just like, you got a map, you just go do what you want. You know what I mean? Like, there's some direction, but like just go fall into a ditch, find a fucking dungeon. You know what I mean? And, Which and I think just a, I think it's I agree with you, and I think it's going to do that even better than Breath of the Wild because oh yeah, one hundred times better because there's going to be far more interesting things to find in Elden Ring than a thousand Korok seeds. Yeah, right, and right. not breaking your sword and, and after the shrines the shrines over and over <laughs> right about, like, we've talked about it i want to talk about nintendo for the people who are really angry at me right now by the way i love breath of the wild okay Same. <laughs> I don't they can be mad at me but, other people don't hear but i um, i do too <laughs> but but back to the direct for a second nintendo's made it clear they're not pushing their hardware that's one thing that ignoring the steam deck versus switch thing you also now have people streaming to their handheld tablets. You have so yeah. there is there is a lot of competition in a place that doesn't look like there's competition. And the honest truth is it's a burly bitch. So to say it is portable is the height of lying. It is not. The Steam Deck is not a portable. Don't confuse yourself. Don't pretend it is. It's not. The Switch is barely portable. If you're wearing carpenter pants yep. or you're wearing your old, you know, 1000 when you weighed 600 pounds, but you lost 200 pounds pants, that could barely be called a portable. What happens is, and, and ignoring steam machines and valves continued just shitty handling of all the hardware, what I'm more interested in is where the Steam Deck fits, especially because of its weak hardware. I, I know a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, first of all, the battery tests were terrible. We now have seen people like Gamer Nexus actually show real battery tests. There's issues there. I That system needs to carve out its space 
where it gets enough support from Valve for continued software stuff, all that. Um, I'm excited for it as a thing, but I do wish Nintendo would get off their ass and upgrade that Switch. Yeah, right. yeah, for the because, love of fuck. Guys, if they no. said No Man's Sky on an upgraded Switch 2, you would hear me like, oh my, because I do the Switch on my tablet right now with controller, and I think the Steam has great controllers. That's one huge bonus to the Steam Deck, is that it is it is handheld, like the Switch, where they've got the controllers versus a tablet where you have to buy separate ones and all that crazy shit. Um, I don't know about you guys. Can we guess... Hang on, I, I just want to ask everybody. Can does does anybody have a guess for Switch Two? Well, they did recently say that the Switch is currently now approaching like the middle of the lifetime. What? That's what I was going to ask you. Was, what is, by, yes. by upgrade the Switch? Do you mean like Hard PS4 first, or do you mean the next Switch? Well, you know, they'll call it Switch U or Switch Wii or Switch. You know, they'll they'll fuck up the name. We know do that. You, this do is you Nintendo. Mean the different do you mean the difference Hardware. between PS4 and PS4 Pro or the difference uh, between PS4 No, and I PS4? mean PS3 versus PS4. Oh, yeah. then, no. Like, then they explicitly said half of the lifetime. Half oh of my. the lifetime? How? When did yes. that come out? 2017. 2017. Yeah, 2017. So 19, 20, 21, 22. So another five years. Yep. No. <laughs> that's great. That's too much, though. That's, like, I, it's, it's so dated by this point. Like, that, is that, was, that was in their last financial call. That, that's, really? That's separate. Mm-hmm. Wow. And yeah, that's they crazy. The, they have the launch title right there with Zelda, you know. And, oh man, that sucks. That really and I mean sucks. they they did just I mean they did just announce they've shipped over 104 million or 103 million. Um, yeah, really? because does anyone Units. do? I I think Nintendo fans don't really give a shit about visual yep. fidelity, do they? Uh or, or, I think that's or, incorrect. Or I, think I think it's a little bit different. They accept it because it's Nintendo. Thank you. That's exactly okay, what yeah. I was going to say is acceptance yeah. only goes for a certain amount of time. Every abusive relationship you finally leave, usually, you know, hitting <laughs> yeah. isn't love. So at some point, somebody's going to look at the switch and go, there's other devices now that run Windows, right? Steam Deck's going to lower in price, we hope, at some point. There, By the way, anybody getting a Steam Deck, don't get the lowest one. But you got the mid-tier and high-tier ones. Those are lower in price. Plus, we have a ton of different, you know, handhelds other companies have made that are, you know, aren't good now. But somebody will look at Steam Deck and overshoot that quite quickly. Depending on price, we'll have to see what that'll be. That's what worries me. Is Nintendo, dude? How many? How many new? How much stuff can you do on that Switch? I like the Switch. I love Skyrim on it. Um, my wife loves it for. Animal Crossing, I think, is her game. There's a couple games on it. L.A. Noir was great. On I played L.A. Noir all the way through on the Switch version. But guys, come on, that's ridiculous. If that's another five years, we don't even know if we'll be here. I could die. Like that's that's a no, okay. legitimate high chance of me dying. Okay. I, love, oh my I, love that, I love that we're bringing this up in a conversation that involves Valve. Okay who have yet to release Half-Life 3 or even give us any and, details and release Steam machines and let it And die. not only that, but I mean, you, you mentioned uh, long, long-term long support for, for the Steam Deck. Look at how quickly they uh, they abandoned the, uh, the Steam Box, right? Yeah. Valve are going to invent time travel and cryostasis before they put out Half-Life 3, you know? Ouch. 
You know, yeah. here's the thing. Um, and people who are wondering, there's probably thousands of reasons why Steam Deck, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, Steam machines or Steam whatever PCs, whatever they did, didn't continue to get support where maybe Steam Deck will. Right. But what worries me is that if nobody's pushing Valve, I don't also want to have that hardware when newer and newer games come out. Witcher 4 comes out. Am I going to want to play it on the Steam Deck? Steam Deck's already doing settings at low and medium for a lot of games. Right. I and, and I know people... Low and medium is still higher than the Switch, but it's not high enough to make you go, ta-da! And that, those will be eclipsed because companies are constantly doing ray tracing. That's another thing. It's got a little ray tracing support from what I hear. I could be wrong on that, but ray tracing is a big thing. Then you've got, you know, these other gens of consoles. You have streaming. I don't know. I just, I want it's Switch not, to step up. There's not much future proofing with it. No, and I want Switch to yeah. step up, man. I want yeah. Switch to like, I want to Switch yeah. too. Like I'm done. I just don't, yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. Because there's a It'd lot be of nice stuff they could do. To get like a Nintendo console with actual good hardware, you know what I mean? Um, Especially the Switch. I mean, the only time I use it portably is when I go take a shit or I'm in my bed, right? Like, shit in your bed? Are those two shit separate in my actions? Bed. Okay. You know, Just to be clear. Not, not mutually exclusive, right? But, like, I don't, like, go take a bus and, you know, use my Switch like they marketed it. Or maybe on the plane, but I don't but know. They marketed I, it as you watch someone play basketball and are like, nah. Stop that. Let's play a game instead. Oh my god, that commercial. The only, the only time yeah. I ever took my Switch out of the docking thing was when I went on my honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Wow, okay, that's a that's weird, a, that's weird a good, there's a weird thought process in that. The only time it. was when I went away alone with you. Don't tell your wife yeah. that. Um I'm oh, no, she for the uh, milking mini game or uh oh dude. General <laughs> Jousting when I yeah. played that with takedown. Oh I I want to see, I do want to see Nintendo continue to push portables. Um, I'm glad Steam Deck's coming. I'm glad all these other companies are doing it. Um, it it's just, it, it's a weird market, man. It's it's going to be weird to see where this fits in all my other hardware and after a year. Because uh -huh. yeah. right now, it, it's already difficult to choose. And now we have new battery tech that's coming out in less than a year, which is phenomenally better than what we have now. That's another thing you've got. You've got intelligent chips that know when to turn off specific aspects and turn them back on. We've got those things coming. Got all this crazy cool stuff coming. Um, and then also we have chip shortages. The same oh, yeah. chip shortages that are there for for consoles are there for PCs, there for everybody. So will we get an updated Switch? Maybe not just because of that too. You know, um, Will the Steam Deck allow emulators? Lucitan says yes, for sure. Well, yeah, yeah, that's no, no doubt. I think I think that's a, like majority. a major market. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the majority will be emulators. You know, yeah. uh, and but but I just feel that um, I want to play some of those Nintendo games at a acceptable res. Yeah, yeah. Have you guys ever real. seen an emulation of Breath of the Wild? It's Dude, not even the same it, fucking I've game. Played it, so yeah. It's not even <laughs> yeah. the same game. Dude, it's uh, it's like t getting glaucoma. Know. It's like getting a eye surgery suddenly like like no, buying a game like to play that game with a stable frame rate <laughs> yeah yeah exactly like buying a game and then playing it on like one of the emulators like yuzu or whatever at 60 fps yep. it's like what you know what i mean like metroid mm. i i did uh, that and it's just like yeah even better in most games you can do unlocked frame rate and that stuff and yeah. if you have v-sync monitor yeah and has its own anti-aliasing yeah. and all that shit it's it's, it's i'm excited it's to see the tech here because dude 
We've got stuff coming up. Battery tech is doing better. A APUs from AMD are always been awesome. They're like, th mm. it's super exciting to me. It's just that everybody's fighting the same shit, which is chip shortage. Or guys, if you had told me 10 years ago that like Microsoft would have four or five different systems plus streaming plus Game Pass, Sony would be doing their things. Nintendo wouldn't be doing nothing. I would have been like, what? Because Nintendo is always trying to sell you something. It doesn't mean we're not going to get a Switch 1.5, obviously. We've already got the OLED screen. But, yeah, I just, I, I like the Switch. I like their games, man. I, Rabbids is one of the best games I've ever played in my life. Like, ever. Oh, yeah, you really like that yeah, game. Yeah, and the fact that, was... that that's not, like, it's mind-blowing. And that's Ubisoft, too. That's on mm -hmm. them, too. They could port it, maybe. I, probably not, because Mario. But you get my drift. Like, there's these titles mm -hmm. there that I'm like, come on, guys, man. And goddamn, have you guys seen, I mean, fucking phones are ridiculously powerful now. They're yeah. more powerful. Yeah. My tablet's way more powerful than the Switch. Dude, so is some, Reggie's. Some, sometimes yeah. I feel like Nintendo is living in the past with, in a lot of ways. I like sometimes. The, there's like the yeah. online. No, no, I mean like, like the, okay, you got like the online connectability and all that shit. Like its own online system is garbage. But you also like even in their trailers and shit with the narrator and stuff. Oh, it's just I so, see what you mean. That's it's true. It's so dated, oh, dude. Like with they're living approach. in the early two thousands, like nineties or something. Yeah, with their with their approach to content creators and copyright as well. Basically. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. No, this yeah. that opens up a whole other thought process. That's all true. I hadn't even thought yeah. about that. And yeah, I don't get it. I, I don't. I can I can safely tell you that none of the games I'm playing early this month are Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, they copyrighted oh. me when they gave me the game. Yeah, and like it's not like a Japanese thing because there's a lot of other Japanese companies that are just like not doing. Oh, of that, course, no, that's I mean? Nintendo. So I, I, that's, I don't. That's, yeah, it's just them. Yeah, mm. and I think um, Graham C super chat five dollars. I think they're underrated value in pseudo portable handhelds for around the house that can people get away from their desks and TVs. What do you think is an underrated value? I'm assuming he means Steam Deck, but he could also mean Switch. Um, mm -hmm. But either one, I don't think that's an underrated value because it sounds like all these guys are. Do that's the only time they use their Switch. That's what I do. Yeah, so very I, much so. I just take my quick poops, so I don't use the Switch in the shitter because it. I I run in. No, and I, I run use it. Out. I use it yeah. in the bedroom because, for example, I on purpose don't have a TV on my in my bedroom move, so that man. I. You're a good. Yeah, because I. Otherwise, I'd be just watching that shit until super. And late. if you're Man. married, don't put a TV in your room. Like that's Stardew, one of the first things they warn you about. <laughs> Stardew Valley, that's my shitting game. That's my, you know, Apsi wow. certified. Yeah. I, I gotta say, I'm with Carrick on this one. I just don't have that <laughs> no. length of time to work with. Dude, I... dude, the switch doesn't even work out wake out, out of standby before it's done already. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bed is great. I almost beat Skyrim. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, for the second time, because I beat it for review, but the first time I ever played it, I didn't really even, I just did what you do in Skyrim, right? She's like, da -da -da, and I just skipped Start five new shit. characters. Yeah. So, but the, the Skyrim Switch version, ace, locked 30, looked gorgeous, audio is awesome. I still had to figure out how to get wireless headphones because Nintendo didn't know that wireless existed. Those fucking idiots. But Nintendo also doesn't know that like ways to back up your save. Yeah, yeah, exactly. no, 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 dude. They, they, they unlearned that. They had it in the 3DS. 
They unlearned <laughs> it. That, like, yes. If you, drop, if you get on the bus and drop your switch and it breaks, there goes your hundreds of hours of Zelda. You That's know? true. Wow. Um, Rhinus has a $2 super chat and says, AYN Odin Pro getting rave reviews for retro stream. I don't know what that is. I have no idea what that sentence Yeah, is. yeah. The, the, I am uh, Neo uh, Pro, I think, is that? What is it? That's What's like another? A, it's another uh, Steam Steam Deck like, but oh. it costs like over a thousand bucks. So it's yeah, yeah. Actually, it's not in the same. Remember tier even Steam. Gav or Gab Gav? What's his fucking name? Who runs Steam? Gabe. Gabe, even Gabe, Gabe said yeah. the price yeah. on the Steam Deck was really I hard. Wish I ran Steam. Yeah, but yeah. It, he said it was Secretly. really hard to swallow the price for the Steam Deck. Oh no! Okay, sorry, I I mixed it up. This is another one that is uh, yeah, an Ain Odin Pro. Okay, I don't know that one. I mean, but there are, there are other handhelds mm -hmm. out there and there will continue to be, but they won't have those Nintendo games. You know, that's the, that's the thing. I want to yeah, play those games true. on other systems and it's just, you, you just Nintendo from just all, sucks. All man. of their shortcomings. Yeah. Their games are pretty great. Yep. I, I, I really like their games. Yep. For all that their shortcomings. Mario, yeah. The Mario game that came early on in the Switch's World? life cycle. So much fun. Mario World, was it, right? Wasn't I think that it was Odyssey, yeah. Or Odyssey. Odyssey. You're right. Odyssey so much was spectacular, man. One yeah, of the yeah. best platformers. Dude. So much fun. Whatever. Like, I don't even know why I freak <laughs> out. Like, because sometimes you freak out. You hope somebody's listening and they email somebody and they're like, hey, this guy's got a problem. Instead, Nintendo doesn't even have email. So it's like, how the fuck do you contact? You send a carrier pigeon to somebody's house and you're like, dude, I feel like having to write shit like hieroglyphics on the wall before those guys can read it. They're whatever dope they're smoking has got them so high that they just they're so behind and they own Japan. You know, that's their that's their major, you know, obviously they're that's selling their, more that's people, their home market. You also but I'm saying their home market is Nintendo yeah. fanboys that just love everything they do. So I maybe they don't get enough feedback. Well I guess there's no feedback to be given. Like you can't really I think some of us who are fans of something when you're younger can grow out of it within those 10 years of them having the switch, not get a new one is what I'm saying. Yeah. So mm. because that abusive relationship, you're like, I want to do this. So like save games. We're not going to help you online. We're not going to help you cost. We're not going to help you. At some point you look and go, you are doing nothing for me. I already bought into your ecosystem. You're doing nothing for me. I am moving somewhere else. I, that's how I feel. And as shallow as it is visually falling behind in, in a Very primarily visual medium is a big deal. Like, you know, and and something like ray tracing, a, a lot of a lot of graphical things are kind of a lot of hype. But I have generally found that ray tracing is a complete game changer. Yeah, if it's done right and runs okay. Dude, have you yeah. tried Metro Exodus with its native ray tracing, like no lighting included, like no baked lighting at all? Um, uh, it's just something else, you know, and yeah. it runs great somehow. And that game looked amazing even without the rest. I was going to say, tells, yeah. Um, yeah. tells Rob, has a $5 super chat. He says, the save game restrictions are for game copy security. Wii, DS, 3DS, not sure about Wii U. All used hacked save games as vectors for jailbreaks. Oh, interesting. Okay, so find a different solution then, Nintendo. And <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's also only partly a reason because uh, they, they also don't allow cloud backups that they fully control for all that's games. what i was going to say that's actually what i was talking about was the cloud they don't even allow for their own cloud backups. Yeah. so right because people have solved that problem elsewhere yeah right yeah. Yeah. they yeah. had solved the problem that's why i said right. the unlearned there you go yeah 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 
Um, what other big news did we have this week? So we uh, talked just, about just before a uh, uh, bit, bit of a correction to the, the Odin game held before handheld before. It's uh, three hundred bucks and it's uh, Snapdragon powered, like retro portable. Oh, okay. and it's only three hundred. Yes, that's but it's a, it's a retro, so it's it's it is a snap. It uses a Snapdragon processor, so it's basically a cell phone Mobile. processor, but yeah. with with built-in controllers snapdragons are the higher ones are really phenomenal so um yeah speaking of news i saw something the other day where um battlefield 2042 got like a, a ton of petitioners to refund the game can i ask you a question uh, about that sure i wasn't gonna go negative but i'm gonna go negative on this this pisses me off they're saying that they couldn't wait to see if the game was good so they bought the game, they didn't refund it in the refund time, and now they're going to try to sue somebody for the quality of the game. Yes, it is stupid. It is very dumb. At they some got point, hours it's out on of it. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's that's me just knowing what you just said and a little bit I read last night. I was in, I was furious. I was like, I would never put my name on that. That would you are stating you're stupid if you're putting you are quite literally stating you did not do your due diligence. Yeah. Here, somebody parachute me. Fuck you. You're I not getting it was parachuted. Like, uh, That's I on think you. One hundred twenty thousand. The customer is not always. The customer is not always. No, never actually. Just wait. Uh, <laughs> I won't go out too far. As, as have to say never. You guys, but, yeah. No, you're have right. Have any of you guys ever worked in retail? Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> If you if you have uh, you would you know that the customer is very rarely right actually. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's what I'm talking because in Canada at least like customer is 100% always right. Like even if they're completely wrong, you just have to like respect the stupid shit they say and you know. Isn't America very like that as well? Not anymore. We used to be. Walmart was always known as being that way, but once they reversed their Here's how bad Walmart was cuz guess what? I worked there for 2 years. Walmart would take a stolen game from another store that they did not sell and pay you for it. They were so nervous. No lie. I saw this happen. I worked in electronics. We would have to call the other store, find out what the cost of the game was, and enter in returned miscellaneous and take the game if the consumer said, I bought it here, even if it was never in your computer. That's how bad the return policy was. We would get returns of lawnmowers. Somebody would buy it, use it to mow their lawn, bring it in once a week. Every week, the same person with a different lawnmower. Every week. And we would sit there like jackasses and be Dude. like, okay, yeah. we'll take it back. We'll take it back. We'll take it back. And that's why I got, I pretty much got fired because I was like, fuck everyone here. I'm not accepting these people. This is, that is completely unacceptable. Their name mm -hmm. is right there. They've returned it four times. And they were like, well, you're, you're not a, cons you're not like, friendly you're to not the... consumer friendly yeah. yeah and i was like i absolutely I am not like no i remember working in a hmv which was like um a music store and we would get cds that looked like they had been used as a beer mat an ashtray and toilet paper <laughs> oh. like, and, <laughs> and they'd be like i'm entitled to a refund and it was very satisfying always to tell them under irish law you're actually not entitled to a refund isn't that good <laughs> blame it on the irish we yeah. all do <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I just... so it's the same here because we do have like with uh, internet purchases, we have two weeks of uh, no questions asked returns on everything. Uh, and people obviously abuse that. And the classic of that is every time it's soccer season, 
uh, people buy huge ass LCD TVs, watch the matches they want to watch, and then return them. So listen to this clothing wow. section. Our clothing clothing section had a horrible issue with homeless coming in and taking the clothes, buying them, and returning them, and unfortunately spreading lice to people who then bought the clothes because you put them back on the sale for a reduced price. And so they changed it and said, yeah, if you try it on at any point, you have to buy it and there's no return. And people were quite literally just in anger, I guess, just trying on a shit ton of clothes, but then putting them back on the, and we had so many issues with that. We actually had to have fumigators come in and clean all the clothes, tear the clothes out. And it was like, I think at the time it was like $1.2 million worth of merchandise we lost because the return policy was so bad. And now that's all gone. My wife works in a clothes shop, dude, and that's exactly like the same kind yep. of... Isn't it? Anybody who works at a clothes shop, it's the most disgusting <laughs> yeah. thing ever. Because somebody will come in and they'll be like, do you have a super small thong? And it's like, dude, you're 650 minimum. You don't need yeah. a super small unless you're putting it on your big toe. You need, And they'll just squeeze into it, not wipe. Guess it doesn't fit. Here, take this back. And you're like, mm-mm. Mm -mm. I'm burning well, she's that. Mu she's much more polite about it than that. I'm but, not, yeah. man. I, that's why it's so nice to not work front in sales because I, Dude. you know, you're watching them and you know what they're doing. And a lot of stores don't care. They're like, you still have to let them get away with it. Right. Yeah. What it's else the do we policy. have? policy. For news. Um, let's see. Check and Reddit. We Beyond also have uh, patron questions, potentially. Yes, let's get to those, Johnny. I just want to say real quick, I wanted to bring this up. Beyond Good and Evil 2 is still in production. Speak of yep. the devil. People were talking she just about... Arrived. She just, just arrived with a fresh beer for me. Oh, awesome. Um, nice. So This is what happens when you bring Breath of the Wild on your on your honeymoon. You know? Yeah, exactly. You get beers. But anyway, so if pro, anybody pro was wondering, tips. it is yeah. still in some way being worked on. All right. What do you got there? Johnny for Discord questions. Oh, uh, in the in the news, I did want to say super quick because yeah. I know you guys aren't into it, but uh, some of our audience also likes League of Legends. There's a new champion oh, yeah. coming out, uh, Renata, Ren something Italian. Again, I thought the ADC just came out. Yeah, a new one. So oh, there was an eight a, a new carry character, Zeri, that you had yeah. to manually aim your manually auto attacks. Yeah. Kind of cool. Yeah. This one, Renata, is a support character. Her ultimate makes you attack your friends. Very cool. So you could make someone that's really fed attack their friendly support. Fire. Or something. I, I used to always joke about League having friendly fire. Yeah, because, how, dude, uh, how would that even work? Right? So anyway, I just wanted to say that. And Ari, a very popular mid-champion, got a rework and it is now Ari's super strong. Really? You're if you're a league fan by the way go check out my most recent song which is um inspired by arcane and jinx oh dude i i know it very well in fact i've been uh, a member of your patreon for oh, four years cool, since you came out yeah awesome. really enjoy your work man so, so you would have uh heard that song actually no that was the one song that patrons did not get a preview for because we had no idea how to do that song until it went to the mix. Hey man, as long as it's better than Imagine Dragons, right? <laughs> Dude, the, the, it is better. I will say that. Yeah. And Arcane was so special with the visual thing. And uh, and I think, yeah, the song sort of captured that as well. Good Arcane shit. is uh, the, the anime, right? Yeah, yeah it's, it's like the a... animated show 
Yeah. Sort of based on League of Legends, not really, right? Some of the characters are there, but it's it's they're um, just they're, right now they're just fleshing yeah. out the lore through different media. So you got like Arcane yeah. that captures like Jinx and Vi's story. There's Ruined King, a game uh turn yeah. turn based game, yeah, which is really good mm, by the way. I, I love that game. Yeah, um, put which as other characters. Way, I've I've never played League of Legends once and. That was one of the best series I've ever seen in my it's life. It's phenomenal. It's Damn. so fucking good. Yeah. You don't need to be a league. You don't even need to be a league fan to appreciate how good that, that show is. That's crazy. Uh, if ask anything, your questions in if, chat too, folks. Go ahead. What were saying, if Captain? anything, it's actually a better experience if you're not a league fan because you don't know who's safe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't know like, oh, like what what's going to oh, happen. Oh, I see what two, you're saying. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because... Yeah, yeah. All right. What do we got, Johnny? Questions. This question from Aztec CJ. Is there a character that you connected with or had a great effect on you? I connected with Arthur from Red Dead Redemption 2 because we had a similar life or death circumstances with illness and how he dealt with, with it really opened my eyes. Any character? Yeah, I mean... For- I mean, for me, I think I talked about this over the years, but but Max Payne, for various reasons um, that are not necessarily particularly great, um, like his sense of loss, I certainly connected with a lot at the time the game came out, uh, which was a very difficult period of my own life. Um, and and yeah, so he's the one that sort of stands out to me. Actually, Control, who was the protagonist in Control? Oh, What's I don't her remember name? her name. Yeah, yeah, she um yeah, remember. the director. When I played it, I was like I had a lot of anxiety and panic attacks and stuff. I was like in a bad spot in my life, I guess. Uh, and when when she would get them, I would like be like, "Oh shit, like this mm-hmm. is actually like how I, you know, feel or whatever." But there's no like voice in my head talking to me, telling me to pick up guns. So, right. So, <laughs> that's a small difference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No homicidal <laughs> voice. Yeah, no homicidal Reg, voice. Johnny? It's Thank a big God. voice, not a small voice. Yeah. A- anyone for either Either of you guys? We're, weirdly enough, uh, Kratos. <laughs> Ode, Ode to Fury, my God of War song, is only half about uh, God of War. It's it's about dealing with the anger, the, the emotion of anger that results from the traumas in your life and how destructive it can be as a force in your life before you figure it out. Gotcha. Yeah. Johnny Reg? I'm trying to think, man. I very rarely relate to characters because they're usually, you know, like like Kratos, you know, like, I mean, I just don't have much in common with like hey, the bald, superhero. The bald head, bald head. There you go. <laughs> there you go. There you yeah, go. Sure, surely you mean aerodynamic. A more aerodynamic. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Shiny. Yeah. Easier for swimming. Early, yeah. yes. I think Aloy is a great relatable character because all of the things that are her perceived weaknesses and what make her different to everyone, she then goes and turns them into her strengths. Mm. And I think that's a story a lot of people, particularly artists and creative people, can relate to. Or well, That's some deep shit. Yeah. yeah. One of the guys in chat says, Peter Parker, because I can't pay my fucking rent. <laughs> Reg, I thought they you, were gonna say they hate their girlfriend. Yeah, no shit. Do you have anything? Uh, not, not in the uh, the character himself. It's usually just snippets from a character, a character's personality that speak to me and that I connect to. Uh, but no, like 
character as a whole or any arc of it. Yeah, no. me either. I would say story-wise and the characters I liked would be like Life is Strange, where I was like, I get mm. it. I really like that, but I'm not a telepathic 17-year-old girl. Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not anymore. <laughs> Well, every every FromSoft uh, player character. Yeah, <laughs> right. Just getting your that's, ass kicked through life. That's fucking life. Yeah. Every day waking up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so many disappointments and failures over and over. And even when you win, you really didn't win. What? What and else? Even oh. when you win, there's like a, a sense of oh god, what's next? Yeah. <laughs> the next. All right. Cycle. Next up. Oh, sorry. Sorry, oh, just, uh, it was just the next cycle afterwards. Yeah. So next up from next Rust, uh, we have who, in your opinion, is the shittiest video game protagonist in terms of personality, excluding Aiden Pierce. Uh, oh, there's so many. What was her name from Berseria, Tales of Berseria? You don't like her? No, I, I hate her fucking motivation. Oh, true. Okay. <laughs> oh, like Ryuji in Persona Five. Oh, he's not a protagonist, though. He's not, he's a, not a protagonist. Yeah. Oh, true. True. Daughters. I'm gonna what? say. Bj something... Blaswitz's daughters. Oh, oh and uh, oh, Wolfenstein. Yeah. Yeah. They, I couldn't get through the first cutscene. I turned the game off during the first cutscene. They were so insufferable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the one. I would say would probably piss a lot of people off, but uh, Abby from The Last of Us Two did not vibe no, with dude, that. Dude, that or, was or, or even as well, or so Ellie, no. or you know, I was I was not only not a fan of Abby, I was also very disappointed with Ellie in that game. Yeah, yeah same. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say you know, just neither of them were likable. All, all around, <laughs> like the, only, the only real characters I really liked in that game were Dina and Lev and Lev's sister, and the way the story. Lev and Lev's sister, those, yes. Yep. The way the story even treated those characters annoyed me. Yep. But, I don't really have yeah, one. I'm, I mean, I'm, there's... I'm with you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> there's a ton of. There's a ton of disliked. But... The, the dude, in Assassin's Creed Syndicate, the girl was really cool, but the guy was super annoying. Other way around, motherfucker. Yeah, I agree with you. Everybody agrees with you guys. Um, That's what people say about Odyssey as well. They don't like the guy; they like the girl. Sandra, let's see what. No, I'm the opposite. Yeah. What? I don't even really have one. I mean, because yeah, I would say that most of them don't stick with me that much, and when they do, I don't. I guess. Oh for me, no! Nico, I can tell you one that I just didn't like. Bayak oh. or Borak or whatever the fuck his name is from Bayak. Origins. Oh really? Fucking I like could him. not stand that monotone bitch. I just <laughs> never wanted him to talk. I would skip through cutscenes whenever I saw his face because I fucking don't want to hear you. He's so boring. It just killed my soul having to listen to that dude. And the game itself, I liked a lot, a lot. But as a protagonist, mm. man, I don't get mad. I get bored. That's yeah, the yeah. difference is that even if I dislike somebody, I'll probably latch onto them easier than when they talk. I just want to hold their head underwater for like five minutes. It just till they stop moving. I fucking hate that guy. So there you go. That's <laughs> interesting because I, I quite like Bayek, but I found yes, Assassin's Creed 3 very boring. Oh my God. Me. So did I. You know what? Father. Assassin's Creed protagonist I'm not a big fan of anyway. I don't think they've ever been. They've never really. Uh, I don't know, man. XCO. I my hated boy, that fuck. Dude, 
I want to kick him off. Dude, he, uh, yeah, gonna, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I didn't hate him enough to, to be up in that level. But what else do we got? Oh, writer from Andromeda Cooler says, that is a oh, insanely dear. good yeah. choice. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say Both everybody in Andromeda. Or Andromeda. Mean, that, let's be I, fair. That game overall, the characters were quite weak. Oh, everybody, yeah. Yeah. everybody sucked. Their dialogue was terrible. That's oh a really God. good choice, man. That is, you win, you win the day, bro. All what right, was, what else? What was, the, what was the name of the dude in that game who was like, I think I pissed that alien off? Maybe oh, yeah, it's I shot, shot him in the, him face. In the face. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my friend. God. This is the same series that gave us the like tally and like Liara. Like, what yeah. happened? Yeah. And I like that game. I mean, but, for, you know, the characters were just very weak. What else yeah, we got, I, Johnny? I don't think I have one in particular. Um, like it probably because like Carrick, I just it feels like it's sixty percent maybe of especially in shooting games, like action games, the protagonists are don't really engage or are just forgettable. You know, forgettable who I think or, under- or 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 Liao unlikable or yeah. I, th- I think the new Gears of War no protagonist are kind of with. boring com- compared to Marcus. I would agree. Like, yeah. any, anytime I get to be Marcus, I'm like, yes. Yeah, yeah I miss Marcus. I be around Marcus. Yeah. And the, the kids are kind of just, yeah. Isn't that the thing, though, that happens right now with gaming and movies? Is they're all, let's do the new thing. A new Iron Man. I'm like, I want, I want Robert Downey Jr. in a fucking walker out there. Don't replace him. Get Pay Hugh yeah. Jackman to get jacked. Roll him in whatever THT he needs and get him out there. Wheel him out with a wheelbarrow. Yes. You got green screen. I want those guys. I Every time they are like, we're going to go to the next chapter. It's always terrible. It's like, just leave Marcus in there and just let him go. But instead, they throw these shit-ass characters in there. And you're just like, yeah. it feels a lot of times like it's not done to tell the story. It's just done to hopefully keep old fans and get new fans. And yeah. It's like, change the game. But you don't have to like, you don't have to bring in these just these shit characters. We're making James Bond uh, a woman, but <laughs> it, I mean the James Bond thing. This is talked all the time. Like, who's it going to be, and all that kind of stuff. If it's a good Bond movie, that'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm not. No, no, I don't really like Bond being a woman or a black person. To me, is like, yeah, go for it. Like, <laughs> well, Daniel yeah. Craig changed my mind to that too. Because Daniel Craig, I don't know if you guys remember, they had him in the boat swim and walk onto shore when they announced Daniel Craig. And he was all ripped. And yeah. I was like, that's weird. He's blonde, blue eyes. Looks like his face was just chiseled from the world's worst rock. Like that dude is one fugly looking motherfucker. And he shows up and he rocks it. He did a great job. But they're, and they're not really making Bond a woman anyway, are they? They're just making 007 a woman. Which okay, is- yeah. yeah, then that's fine. That's completely fine. Um, yeah. I was just like using it as an example of shit people always talk about you know about, who i right? would have loved she's too old now unfortunately angela bassett she did uh strange days and a couple other movies that chick is oh, right. awesome yeah and in strange days she was the bodyguard and she was legit i was like at her as a bond would have fucking rocked but and they also tried to do it with uh what was it no one lives for which was the one where jinx the character who's played by holly berry she shows up in one of them, and they tried to sort of have her uh, as a, die another day, die another day, which I wasn't a huge hater of. But there's that, and then you're just like, "Come on, man!" Yeah, like, like don't push it in that way. I, but I'll be interested to see what they do with Bond. 
and and how they go about it because Daniel Craig changed my mind because I really don't think he looked anything like when I saw him I was all it was a different type of but bond, it was a different type but of it bond. worked yeah right it did it did I, yeah, I'm that, happy to, to be me, wrong to me, to me the Craig era was proof that it can be done to reboot a series in a different way and make it work that is true you know that is true yeah yeah. yeah. So then this question from Jesus Christ, when it comes to games and additional content like side quests and other activities, how much do you typically complete? Also, has the quantity or quality of side content affect your rating of a game, good or bad? As much as I want, and yes. Yeah, that depends on the game, doesn't it? Yeah. Again, mm -hmm. uh, can't really say too much right now, but sometimes... Side questing is fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you look at a game like Witcher 3, I mean, who didn't do all the side quests in that game? Because they right. were so good. But, but I with Assassin's, like, for example, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I found myself getting very burnt out towards the end of that game. Oh, my. Dude, I put, like, 60 hours until I was like, okay, that, this is it. I'm, I'm just not going to play that's anymore. A, that's a good game. It's just a little bit too long. <laughs> I thought the, the... Yeah, but I got what you mean. Like, it's just uh, the repetition of, like, okay, opening a door or, like, you know, locked yeah. doors. It's the most like, apologies I've ever got on a review, too. There were people all <laughs> over me. They're yeah. Like, this game yeah. is amazing. I'm like, I played it. You just didn't. wait. Come back yes. to me. And yeah. I had so many people come back to the review and be like, Okay. After yeah. a couple hours, now I get what you were talking about. I'm like, exactly, man. That's the difference between people who play five hours or a Steam review for one minute. They're like, best game ever. It's like, mm, yeah. Might want to I wait mean, on I was that. on that boat. I was like, what do you You're mean, fine. dude? This game is amazing. But then, you know, you play more and it then grinds more... you down. But yeah. do you find that that's an issue with embargoes these days? Because basically, the competition is there to rush out your review as quick as you can to get the views. And the clicks, but you can't really review a game like Assassin's Creed Valhalla or certain upcoming games on the embargo date, really, and give a proper review of this. You know, <laughs> I think that it does if the games aren't done early, if the games aren't ready early. For example, yeah. some games that I'm playing right now were available with more than enough time if I wanted to hundred it. But what yeah. I do is I play organically, meaning. If a quest chain is fun, I follow that quest chain. If if collecting is fun, I do the collecting. If it's not, I'll do the collecting enough to tell people how the curve works and then beyond. I don't think it's that tough for reviews, actually. I, I've just not reviewed the game. And there's been a couple where I'm like, Death Stranding, I got late, and I was like, eh, not reviewing this. Um, And then uh, some I'll say in progress, if I can't. Well, I said in progress even on Dying Light because of the bug because co-op wasn't even working. But as long as you're honest, yeah, you probably shouldn't if you haven't finished it or whatever. But I think on the side quest stuff, one of the big problems is, is that side quests I'm okay with doing. It's when it's collection stuff that starts to drive me nuts. Yep. And they're like, kill 10 elk to get an elk liver. And I joke with these guys and say, only yep. four elk had livers. How are they living? Yep. How are the other six elk alive? This yeah. makes no yeah. sense. Yeah. And yeah. by the way, modern games do that all the time. Yeah. In fact, one of the reasons why I like Horizon Zero Dawn, the original, was because you had different levels depending on the difficulty. Easy allowed you to kill the animal and still grab stuff. And then yeah. as you got higher, you had to shoot their items off. That is perfect because you could see the item and you could say, I need this canister. I need to shoot that off. That yeah. works for me. It's when by the, the way, game... The 
is oh, the sequel, and they have announced this publicly. Um, one of the accessibility features in the sequel for Horizon is that um, if you have trouble shooting the parts off of the 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 creatures, there's an option that you can just have all the loot be in them, so you don't have to bother shooting off the parts. That's that's very cool. I like how games are coming out with these accessible. Ac- accessibility things and as long as there's um, options yeah. turn them off and it's, on like hud so can you turn yeah. the hud off can you do this can you make it so that collecting i love, is I love auto auto skipping hammer the button man i'm 41 my hands aren't what they used to be to be hammering x over oh so you can hold the button <laughs> yeah yeah i yeah, mean they, yeah hold it yeah, I mean, I d- dislike The Last of Us 2 a lot, but it had really good accessibility settings. It did. You know I mean? best. Yeah, it did. Yeah. And these games with ad- ad- adjustable HUDs, I personally like to play with either no or very low HUD, but yeah. I think that allows me to experience the game like organically. Like, that mountain looks cool. I'm just going to go to the mountain, and that sense of exploration is what I like to talk about. But I would... a lot of games don't do that still, and they have this big HUD everywhere, and it's alerting yeah. you. It's that, fucking saying like, dude, go there, and you're like, I that, know. Let me yeah. look first. I wish every That's... every single open world game I wish had an option to, for the HUD to completely fade out until you need it. Exactly. Nothing on your screen. Yeah. Nothing yeah. at all. That. Yeah, that's one of the that's one of my greatest annoyances with with Dying Light Two is there's no way there's no option to turn off the objective marker diamond. It's just always there, always blinking. There. Go here. Go here. Go here. Go here. Um, like you can't even like um, you usually you can sort of circumvent it by um, unmarking a quest in your um, in your quest lock so it isn't oh, active. True. But in Dying Light Two, you have to have a quest active at all times, so you I'm always have that marker there. Sometimes, what? like some games, completely change when you turn off the HUD or the map markers. Yeah. Like you know, Carrick, like yeah. Primal, for Primal. example, I enjoyed it way more without, or even Red Dead Two. If you play mm-hmm. it without like, three a well. map. Yeah, if you play Red Dead 2 without a map, it's a completely different experience. Like Agreed. the things you, you run into, you know what I mean? I think just, companies I'm are getting are smarter on that, though, for reviews. Like for one or two of the games I'm reviewing, they were available weeks ago. So I think they are also understanding that. It depends on the game, but I think overall they're they're sort of understanding that. What were you going to say, Gavin? Uh, I forgot that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, was I? Am I right in remembering that Dark Souls Three, the HUD would completely fade out when you weren't fighting? Maybe that yeah. was a setting, or maybe that was just a setting I would put on the game sometimes. But hmm. I don't remember. I don't remember. I, 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 I think, I think a lot st- of games I think have... the stamina and health bar were always there, but I'm not sure. Oh, that's there another is. thing, dude. One of the things I loved about Dying Light was you could make it so that stamina bars only showed up when you're fighting. Which, it sounds weird, but how many times have you played a game where you see the stamina bar eight miles away, and you know that's the bad guy? You're like, he's right over there, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so the ability for people to still sneak up, I also like that you can turn outlines on and off in some games. Because some games will show you an outline of the person, that's fine. But being able to turn it off is also good, because you'll walk into a town and not know. The one thing I don't like, and this is something that all the big games are still doing this. Currently ones I'm reviewing, ones I have reviewed. Every game has to have survivor sense. And I'm, I called it nom sense in, oh, in what was yeah. the, uh, where you're the black guy, the Vietnam vet, you come back. Um, uh, the, Mafia three, Mafia three. I, we called it nom sense. Cause you come back from nom, you push it, but they even called, I think they called it something like war sense and you could see every enemy. 
and Horizon Zero Dawn. You have the boom, the ping, the sonar ping. And what happens is, you if it's usable, you, you it's there. You just spam it. You just yeah. spam it. So yeah. you go into an yeah. area. Why look? You just ging, 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 yeah. like an yes. idiot. And it ruins Like a the sonar biggest. ping, like a yeah. destroyer looking for a U-boat. It, it yeah. trivializes <laughs> like exploration. For it does. Sure. And that's yeah. why a lot of times when I review, I'm like, if I'm late with the review, that's fine. I just want everything turned off so I can experience it's, it's, it. Mm-hmm. It's also a crutch when people don't want to put effort into the visual language of their game yeah. to make yes, it exactly. visually yeah. to make important items stand out. Yeah, yeah, for sure, absolutely. What else? I got? mean, same, same oh, thing right. with the objective marker. It it is to me just a sign of lazy game design because we've seen so many games now that are able to tell you where to go intuitively without use of markers like go, chat mentioned ghost of tsushima prominently uh, as an example of that right there there are ways to compel the player to go places without using a big shiny marker every time yeah yeah the wind the wind system in that game was really yeah. nice. that was genius yeah just be like morrowind and just have to read the quest yeah. stuff and like figure out with the signs and stuff where you have to go i would love if there was more of that in games just yeah. you know I think that's what, the marker is just there. Yeah. Yeah. What else we got, Johnny? Next question from Kenken Grumpet. Has there ever been a review that you were working on where it was too difficult or frustrating to play progress that you had to quit? Also, going off that, is there a game genre that you wouldn't touch because of little interest or high barrier of entry? Last one, no. It doesn't mean I would s- seek it out. Um, but the, definitely with hard, there were games I've been nervous about Returnal. I was really nervous. Um, and ashes remnant remnant from the ashes or whatever that shooter game remnant from the ashes. I was bitching to you guys about prior to, to getting other players. That was, oh, and Neo, I wasn't worried (laughs) about Neo, but I didn't review Neo two, I think, because I could, I was just like, I'll do a, you know, a coverage video that maybe I did review that one. Cause I beat it. I can't remember, but there's been a couple where if I'm like, dude, I'm just getting my butt stomped. I think you did right. review it, yeah. Then I'm just I'm not, not sure. going to cover the game. But then I think if I'm getting my... I'm not saying I'm great at games, but I can figure any game out, usually. If I can't figure it out, then that's an issue with the game, too. And I would want to cover it. And that's why I like the podcast. We can co- Like, if I don't cover the game, I can talk about it on Friday and be like, hey, guys, if you were waiting for a right. review... For example, World War II Call of Duty, I didn't review. It was just fucked up. It was just fucked up. It was like Death Stranding I didn't review because I didn't enjoy it. So, yeah, I'll definitely put a game down if there's something going on. But, boy, mm. that would speak pretty big volumes. If I, I would probably say something. Like, if I was like, I couldn't be arsed to continue to play this game, that's probably a review. If you get my drift. Yeah, I'd yeah. Probably it's crazy how polarizing Death Stranding is in that respect, isn't it? I mean, like... It's very- yeah, yeah, because you're talking to a group of polar middle. opposites on that game. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah I love that game. Middle game that. <laughs> yeah, the, the four of us love it. Boring, yeah. <laughs> or a, a, a subversive masterpiece, and there's like not really. A, I, yeah, I think like, I, I'm somewhere in the middle of the two. There, I, I liked it, but not not a favorite of all time or anything. Uh, at the time when I played it, it was like I was like, oh my god, this is the best thing ever. But um, now looking back, it's like yeah. It was a good game. It was a great experience. I think the, the social music. elements in that game were fucking genius. Like they were. Yeah. I wish more games had social elements that encourage you to help other people. Here's yeah, what like, I thought like though. Souls, right? Here's why exactly. Yeah. 
Why I wasn't in any way enamored with that was because I felt it had already been done thousands of times with Souls games. And so that nothing about that spoke is anything special. I'm not saying it was bad, though I find mm -hmm. it bad. But imagine, imagine, say, in Dark Souls, if there was a way that you could place down something on the ground that would help the next person who found it to beat a boss. Like, that, that would be such a cool mechanic. And that's basically what Death Stranding yeah. was in the entire yeah. social system, you know? Like, it's different. Co-op is obviously helpful. It was like you were alone, but not alone. Like, you felt part of something, exactly. but at the same time, you felt very alone. And that, that does help isolated. because in yeah. Dark my, my Souls... My song is called Never Alone. <laughs> when, when you do see marks and stuff in Dark Souls, it definitely helps you because I think those can be quite depressive games, which is why I think yeah. Elden Ring is better because it is colorful. And I know playing Dark Souls, seeing a mark, that definitely matters. What I'm saying is Death Stranding step that up but it didn't magically yeah. do something i hadn't seen so therefore i wasn't like enamored with it i was like it's you know no, until, until people stuff. troll you in dark souls and say jump here oh dude you. and that became hit a that, thing hit that wall that, that became a thing but uh neo when you rate when you were getting your butt kicked you raise a soul of somebody who's nearby and and it's just ai but they're an ai helper exactly. for a boss that's pretty cool i, yeah. I do yeah. i do yeah. see yeah. the enjoyment of it i just think death stranding mm -hmm. is a terrible game like in, <laughs> okay. as a game i do i i still can't you know how somebody will love a movie and you'll be like dude that movie was fucking terrible how do you mm -hmm. like it that's how i feel all the time it's like Death Stranding doing... feels like everybody else has been fucking mind warped i mm -hmm. don't know why maybe it just bounced off of it i bounced off of fallout 3 like 11 times and then loved fallout 3 but i bounced hard off that i thought that game was shit but once I stuck to it, I just don't ever want to stick to Death Stranding, if that makes sense. I don't ever right. want to turn yeah. that on. But that's, that's totally Even fair. Even if it's awesome. Like, I, I've tried Undertale like four times. Oh, me Same. too. Same. 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 Everyone tells me it's the greatest thing ever made. And every single time. I don't get it. I don't, don't either. And I know it is good, though. It. Right? It's like, I, I get it. And I just don't enjoy what I'm getting. You know? Yeah. Like, I, I know it's good. I know I don't want to play it. Speaking of depressive and speaking of visuals, the sheer uh, basic fundamental look of that game makes me depressed. I, <laughs> I get it. Empty black void with ugly pinks and purples on top of it. <laughs> I get it. I, I totally get it. I, it. There's some games that when you look at them, it's a little dire. You know, that's yeah, like yeah. the word I use is where it's heavy. And Dark Souls was that way for me for a long time. And in fact, I got into other games that weren't Dark Souls and then went back to Dark Souls and was like, okay. I think I did that Kingdoms one by the Surge guys. Um, Fallen Lords. Fallen of the Lords. Fallen and it Lords. had all issues yeah. with Denuvo and all this shit. And then after a while, you know, it worked out. Don't forget ACG likes Far Cry Primal, Layer Cake says. Correct. I don't think that's a surprise to anybody. Unless he's trying to pretend it's bad and then fuck off. But I, the thing is about all these games, like graphically that's one reason why i think horizon nails it because neon dinosaurs things that like speak to fantasy and then you'll play a dark souls game where it is so dark and it can be like i think if somebody's mindset's in a certain way if abzi says he felt like control he sort of gelled with that character then you can yeah. also not gel with an environment and it can be depressive and like it can be make you make it feel worse I think Dark Souls games are achingly beautiful to look at. I mean, they're just mm. graphical fidelity, not so much, but the visual design and the, 
the architecture in those games is just but stunning. Some people don't like gothic looking things. Yeah, and that's totally you know what I mean. Yeah, it definitely captures dark fantasy very well. I I think because it looked like Warhammer to me, and yeah, the big axes and the the. I like even everything, the spikes, everything and, is rusted. And Orlando, you know, like yeah. and Orlando is amazing. What uh, I liked so much more about DS3 than the prior ones was that you got a lot more of the castle agreed. looking areas, open areas yeah. versus the enclosed gray, yeah. you poison. know, like poison swamp. <laughs> and you yeah. still have poison swamps, of course, because oh, it's me. That it's gonna happen in Elden Ring. He was talking about rediscovering his love of poison swamps. In oh yes, I think he's blessed us with three, not <laughs> one, said, but yeah. I said I thought he said there were multiple, but I, I usually oh, yes. put that at three or four. It's gonna Excellent be a good time. Yeah, Johnny, um, there's status there's condition the, as well. There's a spot in Dark Souls Three in uh, and in an area that's also in Dark Souls 1, I don't want to spoil too much. Mm. You can stand on that spot and look at every single area in Dark Souls 3 together wow. that you visit. Nice. I love that about that game. That like you're you're on a very high point and you can look around and see I was there 20 hours ago. I was there 10 hours ago. I was there five hours ago, and I know I'm going there. That's why <laughs> in another um... That's why the open world of Alan Wake works so well for me, because I have a feeling if mm. Alan Wake hadn't been open world originally, you wouldn't have been able to look back at the entire place. So if you're up in the hills and you're running down a, uh, uh, like a trail and you look, you can see every location in the game and you can yeah. actually path yourself and go, I went from there all the way up here. And yeah, that, game that is worked like... more for me. That game is like deceptively wonder... open world. It's yeah, like you don't Alan realize Wake, it's open world. And it world. was fully open world at first, yeah. you know. I wonder yeah. will the sequel be an open world game? I don't know, man. Microsoft and and Remedy both seem to really feel that it didn't work once they had had the open world and started running around. They were like, it doesn't work for horror, so we'll have to I see agree. if Remedy can yes. figure it out. Yeah, plus I we need some more linear games in our lives. You know, we do, we do. <laughs> yeah. Control yeah. was Alan Wake one point five when you think about it, or two point yeah. whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the way it felt to me anyway. Control, Con- had- Control, Control had a very FromSoft approach to its level design, though. You think so? With yeah, the like shortcuts, shortcuts and stuff. Opening up the shortcuts back yeah. and, and kind of right. the exploration in that game. Technical issues, unfortunately. What else have we got, Johnny? Uh, this question from Why Dino kind of ties into what we were discussing there. It says, hey guys, why do you think all these Souls, Souls-like games have to be so dark in tone? It almost seems like difficulty equals dark. Why can it be more regular or different theme? It's overdone, in my opinion. Uh, but hey, people love him. Also, you guys are awesome. Sekiro was not dark, though. I think yeah. it's just because of the genre. Like, it's a dark fantasy game. Like, yeah. why dark can fantasy. anything be anything? Uh, yeah, gothic fantasy. Into, yeah. Yeah. Like, the setting. The idea of overcoming mm. struggle as well. Yes. It wouldn't feel the same, Gav, if you were, like, wielding a candy bar and it was, like, <laughs> rainbow. That's why that like, anime- that's why that anime Dark Souls game doesn't get talked about. It doesn't. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. I am just now thinking, though, about a Dark Souls game based in a candy land and how right. creepy 
Can you imagine? Oh, yeah. Oh, like you have evil dude, clowns. Like, made of caramel, rolls around, and as he does, he picks up parts of the Hey, world. I mean, uh, Pinocchio, Life of P, or or whatever it's called, yeah. Um, it's it's supposed to be kind of like that, where you got automatons, and you're playing as Pinocchio, and they're kind of You always have to put that very, slant very on it and make it dark. Mm. But yeah. what Five else we nights at the scenes. <laughs> so, last question for today from Mercurius. I recently completed Mario 64 for the first time, and after some reflection, I think it is a masterclass in challenging, fun, fresh, and memorable level design, leaving the player coming back for more. My question to you is, what game to you has the masterclass status, and what elements give it that status, i.e. pacing, music cues, combat mechanics? Hope you guys have a great weekend. Masterclass. I mean, Journey. If if Journey and Portal. Dude, Portal oh, is a is yeah. a great one. Yeah. Portal is a good one. I mean, if sure. if we're if we're talking level design, it's hard to 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 outdo Hitman. I think the Hitman trilogy. Um, the recent for level one? design. Yeah, for Hitman one, yeah. two, and three, for the uh, I, I the World of Assassination agree. trilogy. Um, I hundred percent agree with you there. Yeah. Like each of those levels is just so in these intricate clockwork mechanisms where everything is sort of timed Dude, to occur at a very I think specific for me, time. Dishonor to the clockwork mansion. That's my answer. <laughs> I think for me, like a masterclass and stealth would be like um uh fuck thief. I don't think I've ever played a game like the original, like the Dark Project thief one, mm. two, and three. Um that that had those, I don't know, like those stealth components you know what i mean where you just go in and gotta steal as much as you can and not kill people I don't know. one of the things i adore about that game is how like it's pro it might be the only game from 98 where like the dark project uh where the cutscenes still hold up today just because of mm -hmm. the art style they went with um yeah like that sort of gothic sort of animated look to it uh, yeah they just they just nailed Reg, like the, the 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 oh, scene, but... sorry, the scene where um, Victoria tears out Garrett's eye mm -hmm. uh, is one of my favorite cutscenes in all of video gaming. Yeah, it was really good. I didn't play them until recently, actually. So, Reg, do you have any? Yeah, I would say it, it takes two, uh, for sure. Uh, masterclass in just co-op mm -hmm. design. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, just How about that? Um... Keeps it fresh all the time. All the time. It, it, it yeah. is entertaining all the way through. How about that time travel level in Titanfall 2? Well, just that, just yeah. completely made for co-op. And it it works. Yeah. Johnny, do you have any? Uh, well, just the easy answer for me is like Dark Souls. That idea of interconnected. And once you get to the top, you see everything. I know it's very trite, but uh, it is, for me, like really cool when you learn like oh that's the layout and not only that but if i start here i can do this other route instead right i can go like fucking black town first anyway yeah the yes. first that, that, that first level in bloodborne is a masterpiece of level design yeah i haven't really central um for me it would be uh it'd probably be doom 2016 okay I think that Doom's gameplay helped the levels when they were issues, and Eternal had too many jumps. 
Chernobyl was a mm. lot of jumping. But yeah. Doom 2016, I never felt like I stopped. Like it, it was ridiculous. It was like Lance Armstrong version of game. Yeah, you just it was always moving forward, and it was it didn't matter whatever weapon I was always able to move and take out and like I like Hitman, but I think Hitman has a couple levels in particular, a couple levels that I'm not a huge fan of. But with Doom 2016, I don't remember playing it and going, there's a bad level. Mm. It, there might have been a momentary pause because they warped some guys in or whatever. But it just, I was always like, what the fuck, what the fuck, what the yeah. And the speed was high. I do yes. like games that are, that's why Dark Souls I like, but I actually like super, super, super unbelievably fast games. So to me, mm. Returnal, and it's just shits going nuts. I yeah. love that because... I, it sounds weird. I sometimes like it when I die and I can't even figure out why. And I'm like, what? Yeah. And then once I learn that I need to keep moving, then you do see that bullet that passed by you when prior you were just, it was chaos and your brain couldn't latch on to anything. Cause like I play unreal you... tournament at 200%. And I love that with the boss, <laughs> like you crank it to so fast that it's just, it's re And people joke about drugs. It's not drugs. I've always been that way. I love yeah blindingly fast in 2016 nailed it if they slowed Man, it way down with eternal people say that about music too if you do anything a little out there and creative it's like what drugs were you on you're yeah. an acid <laughs> i get that a lot of times because i yeah. talk fast and i'll be like dude i slowed this down using premiere like 25 percent. so speaking speaking of psychedelics and incredible levels what did you think of <laughs> psychonauts 2 beatles level uh, dude psychonauts 2 levels all rock yeah that that psychedelic band level was absolutely mind-blowingly good like mm -hmm. perfection pure video game perfection do you think that game won't get its fair share or like it's due i feel like yeah. psychonauts unfortunately deserves yeah. its due and never got i'm like it got it but that was one of the few games I've been like, holy Pretty shit, this is... Yeah, it's been more of like a cult following mm -hmm. since the first one. It should you know? have won Game of the Year, in my opinion. Well, <laughs> holy actually, shit. I, would, I, I have to be honest, I was really happy to see Joseph Farris win it as well. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For what sure. did he win for? I mean, for it takes, it two. takes two. two. Yeah, yeah. It takes two. That's fair. Which yeah. is an amazing game. Yeah, Screwball. I mean, last year didn't oh. have that many great, crazy games, right? They had some, but I, it was nice to see. I think it was well deserved. Like takes two was just the experience from start to finish was all yeah always just new and exciting. A screwball five dollar super chat. Revenant is a masterclass. All elements work well together. I don't know what that game is. Yeah, I Revenant. Don't know. Wait, is Revenant. To the 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 souls like like multiplayer. No, that's with Revenant. Guns? That's Remnant. Remnant. That's Remnant. That's the one that is. I think that. we can all agree that Light Town is the best designed level in history. Oh my god. <laughs> no okay. way, man. Thief Why are there dart people where I can't go? Thief throw yeah. inside of the haunted house, the house that's alive, where they actually have the heartbeat of the house. If you slow the, the audio down, cradle. you can hear the heartbeat of the house. Thief 3 is that level. I, it's the only video I've ever done just on a level. Shellbridge Cradle was the name, not Shellbridge. That was phenomenal. But Bioshock also has some amazing levels too. Uh, like oh, yeah. somebody had just stated, how do you prove a game is art? And a lot of people posted Bioshock's picture. And it is weird, but even the Mark attacks Sorry. are art. You know, so like, I sort of agree yeah, with that. very artsy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, Apsi mentioned... Um, the dark project my favorite level of all time was the first level of that game which was also the demo for it 
which is Lord Baffert's Manor, where you have to break yeah. into this nobleman's house to steal a scepter. That's, and just that's the, what was the, in my mind when I was talking the, about it. Like the, the, the amount of freeform um, sort of exploration that that level allowed you to, in terms of approaches you could take to enter the room where the scepter was and then steal it. Like I, I did it, I ended up doing it Mission Impossible style by putting like a rope arrow in the ceiling, lowering myself nice. with the rope and then picking up the scepter and then going back out onto the rooftop, never actually really entering the building all that much. Um, and the fact that I could do that just blew my mind at the time because that was not really something the games did at that time. And like that game, that that level will for always be sort of the epitome of Thief to me and sort of the, mm -hmm. the masterclass. Of I think Dying, design. or not Dying Light, wow. Uh, Deus Ex, the original, had a couple. I was about, it did. I was literally about to mention Deus Ex. Deus yeah. Ex, even just the starting Statue of Liberty, where the different ways you could go. I remember, this is back in the day, yeah. those things, they were just getting the technology to really do verticality correctly. Because I still played Wolfenstein where you didn't even have verticality. The gun shot up if the enemy was in front of you. Like, you couldn't even look mm. up and down. Like, ancient days. Those were fucking amazing. I remember I remember finding out in that game that your brother could survive. Like, the ambush where he tries to sacrifice himself for you. And I'm like, it just blowing blowing my mind. Like, what? Dude, that <laughs> was one man, of the games, too. That was that something had, games just didn't do. <laughs> it had entire cutscenes and discussions. So, like, the one lady yeah. says, leave the jail and meet me outside. But if you stay back, you can hear the entire interrogation. And I remember just being like, yeah. it's real. You know, it's overused, but you use that a yeah. lot. Where you're like, this is real, man. It's, it's the most amazing thing ever. I didn't realize we were at almost, well, we're over three hours. So we'll wrap this up. Um, That was the last question, right? <laughs> Yeah, the question about that on. though, like those those things that we're talking about, like the different choices and stuff. Do you think just because the technology was emerging, like they focused on that more, oh, and yeah. nowadays you don't see them as much? Like for sure, for sure. Yeah. They because I miss, I miss, go ahead. I, sorry, I was just gonna, I really miss immersive sims. I wish. Yeah, I find it was good. It's my favorite genre. Prey was great. Did you, yeah. did you guys play Dishonored too? Yeah. I played yeah. Dishonored too. Like, and I, one, yeah. I will die on the hill that the Clockwork Mansion is one of the best levels ever made in any. So one with the, like the moving parts, absolutely, right? Like... Absolutely genius that level. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Prey. It's it's weird. It's the all all from those guys, but Prey was mm -hmm. incredible to me. But they just still don't have the same Deathloop. feeling as Deus Ex. Deathloop very disappointing. So did uh, I. Yeah, yeah, like immersive sims are, are I love immersive sims. Like I try to get my hands on there's not many out there. And like um now they don't have that much um choice on how you wanna approach um encounters as much as like before. I yeah. feel like dude, I still remember when you found out like in Prey, you could shoot the goo gun at the wall and use it as steps. Yeah. And they never <laughs> said you could do that, and you do it and you're like, Oh my god. Yeah. And and then the ending, which I won't you know, because we were talking about it, somebody may have not played it, but depending on the choice you make, you can completely turn the way it is. And so going back now, good guys are bad guys, bad guys are good guys. And I remember yeah. just being like, are you fucking kidding me? It was, yeah. those kind of games just aren't, they're very difficult to make, obviously. And I think back then people were always hacking. Like if you talk to level developers now and stuff, it's all gray box. Everything's sort of like, this works, this doesn't. Back then, I remember Sid Meier's talking about it. He's like, we didn't, it's not even possible to do what we did. We did it because we cheated. You know? Yeah, they hacked shit together. Yeah, well, remember That's why with Fear Morrowind? had really good AI, right? Todd Howard yeah. said Morrowind would crash on the Xbox all the time. That's why the loads took a long time. They figured out a way to keep the loading screen up while the game crashed and rebooted on the Xbox. 
So you'd sit there at a loading screen thinking it was just loading. It was, it had crashed. It was crashing. It had fucking crashed. <laughs> and it would load back up in the yeah. same, they, they figured out a way to like freeze the buffer, but still move that, reboot the game. And you're just like, this right. is insane. That we could, yeah. I, I mean, like, I feel like, I feel like they should still do these cheat. Like, Fear had really good AI, but it wasn't real AI that was good. They just yeah, used, Fear was like, complete fake, techniques. which is fine. Yeah, which, which is, is fine. fine because people aren't going to notice. The like, illusion is what matters. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. All that matters to me. It's yeah, all it's all that matters. matters. System Shock Two, you'd look out a window and you thought you were seeing a, you know, like something far away, but they were just adjusting, you know, parallax and all that stuff. You see it in a lot of video games where you walk past an open world and there'll be a window, mm-hmm. and it'll look like the inside of a building, and it's just a texture that they've warped. Have, have you guys view? Have, your have you guys heard the Fallout Three train story? No. Right. So there's a section in Fallout Three where you get onto a train and the train transports you somewhere. Um, it's in one of the DLCs, Broken Steel. And Bethesda had no mechanic for moving vehicles. So the train is actually an NPC under the track. Oh, and the, yeah. The, the, their head is the train. <laughs> yeah. And the NPC is running along under the ground with oh, that's hilarious. Head, the train and you're literally inside that NPC's head. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. Um, uh, I know with Skyrim, they were saying the same thing. If you watch the video I posted a couple months ago on Twitter, Jonah Loeb, the artist uh, who worked on Skyrim and a bunch of Bethesda games, had everybody come on and talk about Skyrim and all the weird little things happened. And half of them like lit windows. They were the one guy's like, dude, that's complete fake. You have me to thank. I just figured out this one way to do this fakery so it looks a certain way. Uh, that's just awesome to me. We do have to wrap this up. I hope everybody yeah. had a good time. Gab will be back on, what, three or four weeks from now? I hope so, because there's so much I want to talk about right now. Yeah, and I can't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's there's a couple. And what I'll do is I'll make sure it's after Elden Ring comes out. And it's been yes. a while. And certain other games, and, too. And other stuff. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so that'll be it for us. Thank you. If you get a chance, check out uh, Gav's Miracle of Sound, right? Is that what Twitter? Yeah, there Miracle of Sound on Twitter, on YouTube, on Spotify, anywhere. If you haven't heard my stuff, go listen to it. It's like You're in for inspired a lot of the time by video game stuff so you might enjoy it if you like yeah definitely check that out johnny what are you streaming this weekend uh dying light 2 dying light 2 from johnny yeah from me you will see some reviews coming up um i'm not even gonna worry about embargoes uh so i just won't say what they are but there you'll see some reviews in the next coming days as well as some more walking the walks if you hadn't had a chance check those out does anybody else have anything to pimp before we wrap it up really i mean i'm working on uh sci-fi fan sci-fi horror sci-fi ost for people to use royalty free nice other than that nice, <laughs> nice. working 50 percent done um 10 percent more like 30 40 percent yeah i would say all yeah. right so in two years abzi will still be on the podcast at 50%. yes i'm just joking yes you'll see. Uh, <laughs> also oh. uh, just to since we're pimping out stuff I got all my music on Spotify as well. And that's also loyalty free. If people want to check out kind of like a melodic rock stuff, uh, something a little bit different. It's all free on Spotify. Free to use. All right. Well, that'll be it for us. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Thanks for the super chats. Thanks for sticking around. Peace out and enjoy the rest of your week.